from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, hanging out in studios right here in the beautiful, wonderful, sunny, and special Central and Upstate New York. It has been beautiful, 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 beautiful weather, folks. If you're complaining about the weather May I remind you that just a couple months ago, it was snowing. So please, please enjoy the weather and be nice. Because snow, as they always like to say in central New York, is just around the corner. So do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not look up at that blue sky and think anything other than thank you. Enjoy the weather that's out there, folks. Happy Friday, TGIF. Something happened that I had made comments about happening, and it's actually going to happen, and if it happens the way that I said it's going to happen, then ABC's going to own me, they're going to owe me some money. And that is that Roseanne is now spinning off into a show called The Connors. And what they had originally brought, 12 episodes they bought for Roseanne for this coming season, has now gone to 10 episodes of The Connors. We still don't know how they're going to address the absence of Roseanne, but the whole family is back, and they're going to be tackling a lot of different things. And I had said before, and if this happens, ABC, you know who to call, that because they ended last season, it was perfect. You know how things just kind of work out? Well, they ended last season with Roseanne having a drug problem. So you open up this season with John Goodman, who plays Dan, shout out, awesome name. He'll be sitting at the kitchen table. He looks to his right, where Roseanne always sits. He looks really down and depressed. His daughter comes in. She says, Dad, you doing okay? He goes, no, not really. And she's like, well, you know, this was the best for Mom. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's still weird not having Mother here. And we find out that she's in rehab for her drug problem because he caught her again. So she's in rehab, which means she wouldn't be available to be inside of the house, and you can't film rehab, so it makes perfect sense that you have all these people and Roseanne's off somewhere in the background. You don't have to kill her off, you just put her in the background. And then figure it out from there. Then, if they ever somehow, someway wanted to bring her back, if she wanted to make an apology, whatever, then they would have an open door, no matter how you feel about the situation. But... The show can continue on, which means the Connors can continue, which means that these people who didn't say these things can continue to get paid and not have to lose jobs off of a stupid remark by one person. So I'm just saying the show's going to happen. And if it opens up the way I said, or somewhere within it, we see that ABC, you you better make, you ABC better call DT. That's all I'm going to have to say about that. We're going to get into the morning menu. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. 
The Morning Menu, that is. Live now with The Morning Menu is Dan Tortora. The Morning Menu on today's broadcast, Friday, June 22nd. Yesterday was the summer solstice. Today is not fall. So that is a great, great thing in central and upstate New York. To all my listeners in central and upstate New York, our second hub of Florida, as well as all throughout the country, coast to coast that you've listened, Midwest, West, as well as the East Coast, the South, the North, and of course, Canada, Mexico, Russia, trying to think of everybody that's in Germany, Spain, everyone that's listening, all the countries that we've had, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast. We truly, truly appreciate it, and it is an honor to be your broadcaster. It's an honor to be here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. With that being said, we're going to do what we always do on a Friday. We're going to start off with the annoying moment of the week, proudly brought to you by Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. It is what happy tastes like. So you ask me, Dan, if it's about happiness, then why are we doing the annoying moment of the week? Because it makes me laugh, hopefully makes you laugh, and then we're having that happy, fun feeling where we're laughing off the craziness of the world. And as we laugh that off, we go and get ourselves an ice cream at Carvel DeWitt. So nothing, no, nothing wrong with that. That is an airtight plan. You take the annoying stuff. You find a comedic way to deal with it instead of being depressed and downtrodden. And then you go get yourself some ice cream at Carvel DeWitt because everybody deserves a treat. So make sure you go over there and get the wake-up call Sunday exclusively at 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt. New York, it is chocolate, vanilla, or a twist topped off with cookie dough pieces and caramel swirl. And I'll tell you folks, it tastes just as good when they open up at 11 o'clock as it does at the end of the night. So make sure that you get yourself some Carvel DeWitt today. The annoying moment of the week coming up in just a second. Then it is the World Cup continues to take over the show and the World Cup is taking over significant sound bites with the return of Lawrence Papaleo. Former professional player for Poland, indoor and outdoor professional soccer player. He's joining me. You know him from his commercial with that guy that eerily sounds like Joe Pesci. He's going to be on the show, licensed real estate salesperson of Gilbo Realty and a former professional soccer player, Lawrence LJ Papaleo at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And then, as you know, we do Collectibles Corner starting at 10 a.m. and in the second hour of the show, but we have a little piece of that carved out to a very special live conversation with Rex Culpepper. Rex Culpepper joining the show, joining Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live this morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And Rex is fight. I mean, listen, Rex is a fighter. He is a believer. He's a good man. And nobody should ever have to fight cancer. Nobody should ever have to have to go through this ever. And it is my hope, my goal, and whatever way God will help me help you, I want to eradicate that from our world. I don't want people to have to deal with that word anymore because I feel like I hear it way too much. I feel like I hear it sometimes weekly, bi-weekly. So for those of you that are fighting, for those of you that are doing everything that you can do. For those of you that are told that you don't have this and you don't have that and you're praying for a miracle, I'm praying for that miracle for you too. Believe in yourself. Believe in your fight. Enjoy your life. And don't wait until you get bad news to start appreciating life. It doesn't matter what other people say about you when they are strangers who just don't care. Don't fill your life with all this noise. 
Fill it with love. If you had, if you found out today that you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do? Would you worry about the person that cut you off? Would you worry about the people that mock you for the work that you do? Would you worry about the people that are trying to cut you down and ruin your reputation? Would you worry about your ex-girlfriends or your ex-boyfriends? Or would you just live your life, go outside, look at the sky one more time, five more times, a hundred more times? Would you take a drive? Would you hug your dog a little bit tighter? Would you kiss your husband or wife a little bit harder and a little bit more? Would you call your mom and call your dad? Would you go visit a place that you went to as a kid that was your safe haven? Would you take a flight somewhere? Would you just sit in the backyard and put your feet in the water? If you would do those things on the last day of your life, then do them every day of your life and screw all this noise. And speaking of noise, it is time to get into the annoying moment of the week right now. Dan Tortora proudly brings you... Is that for real? Are you kidding me? The annoying moment of the week. Really honest, I don't know how to respond to this. Presented by Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street. It's what happy tastes like. Do you have to be that crazy? I guess so. The annoying moment of the week, proudly brought to you by Carvel DeWitt for this week the annoying moment of the week okay for this week is privacy 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 is not annoying but privacy now follow me on this when you have people in your life that want to spend time with you that's fantastic and they want to be around you and that's wonderful that's great but don't we all Shouldn't we all have some peace and quiet every now and then? When we want to just hang out with the wife or just hang out with our husband or just hang out with our significant other or just hang out by ourselves. And it's not a bad thing and it's not a mean thing. But we all we all fall into that, right? When you got to call up the family and say, I don't want to go to dinner tonight. And what happens? If you're Italian, Catholic, a lot of guilt. There's Jewish guilt. And then there's Italian guilt, and they're almost exactly the same. So, I mean, I'm sure John had this. I'm ha- I've had this. There's days where you just want to be. You don't hate your family. You don't hate your friends. You don't hate the people that you're close with. But you just want to have one Friday night to go out and wine and dine the wife and relax. In John's case, he'd take himself out because he doesn't talk about his wife that much. <laughs> I'm kidding. But... We all should have the time where we don't get that feeling in the pit of our stomach. And we just want to be. I don't want to go to dinner. Why? Because I just want to hang out with the wife. No guilt. No nothing. None of that. Just some good old-fashioned time to breathe. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Kate and I, we like to help everybody. We like to be for be there for everybody, do things for everybody. What we realize with that is you can help everybody, but when you get to the point when you stop helping yourself, that's when you have to pull it back. That's when you have to pull the reins back. 
and you have to say, what are we doing for us today? So you know what we did yesterday? We took a drive. We took a drive. We went out to the Finger Lakes. We stopped at this place called Florida Lees. And thank God we did. Because the people were really nice. And they brew their own beer there. And they make their own root beer. And I don't know if I've ever had any root beer better than this root beer. And I always wanted a growler, but I don't drink. And they said, well, you can put the root beer in a growler. And I was sold. And the thing is massive. And I'm going to bring it out for the video later on in the show. And maybe John and I will have some. Because you can drink root beer anytime you want. If you're drinking beer during this show, I think we need to call somebody. But if you're drinking root beer during this show, I think you're having a party. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to bring it out later on in the video. But yeah, we took a drive. We just left. The only guilt we had is that we didn't bring the dog. Because we didn't know we were going to end up. So we didn't bring Lily. We should have. We asked the guy. He goes, yeah, in the future, bring the dog. But sometimes you just need to take a little mini vacay. You need to take some peace of mind days. Time to say, I'm not doing anything today. Because I don't want to. Because I want to be with my wife. I want to be with my kids. I want to be with my best friend. Or God help me, I want to be with John Newman. (laughs) So... It's okay to say no and take some time to take a drive. So that's part of the annoying moment of the week. The other part of the annoying moment of the week seems to be recurrent. And I'm going to tell you a story and I'm not going to tell you who it was because I'm not in the business of destroying business like some other people. So I'm going to tell you a little story. I went out to help a business. And they were very cheap. And when they were very cheap, I said, have a great day. And they said to me, they said, listen, any event I do here is a hundred bucks. Any event is a hundred bucks. If a band comes, they're always a hundred bucks. If a person comes and does trivia, it's always a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, that's a pretty interesting way to look at life. Because you're saying that everyone's talent is on the same level. You're saying that everybody is the same. That if I showed up with all my professional equipment, years of doing this, that I'm going to be paid like everybody else, like a high school kid who's just doing it for fun in the summer. And, and it's no offense to that high school kid, but I'm saying when I was in high school, I'd take 50 bucks, I'd take a hundred bucks, but hell no now. And so we had a conversation and we went over everything. And then he tried to nickel and dime something that was nickel and dimed. So I had radio silence. His response was to call me up two days later and say, I'm going to do it. I thought about it. I need it. I got to do it. I talked to people about it. We got to bring it in here. Let's have you here. A week goes by and I get an email. Dan, I'm not paying for any of this. Hope we can work together in the future. Have a great day. The many faces of a cheap business person. The many faces of someone who lies, cheats, and steals. And I will tell people this as I told the story this week. Always get it in writing. Always get it in writing. Always. You know what you don't have to get in writing? Your friends. You know what you don't have to get in writing? And I know that you do with marriage certificates and all that stuff, but if somebody truly loves you, you don't have to get that in writing. God, he didn't have to write a thing for you. But when you're working in business, always get it in writing. Always get it in writing. The last time someone 
didn't put it in writing and lied to me on a on an agreement that we had. What I did after that moment was start my company because it was too many times of being in situations where I could not fully be me. Always get it in writing. Always. Yeah, it puts you on the hook for something, but it puts the other person on the hook too. Always, always, always get it in writing. Because if you don't, there's no proof of anything. There's nothing to fight for. And taking somebody's word is great if they live by it. But if they don't, as in this recent situation, then you expect nothing, anticipate nothing, and ultimately, there was nothing there. Don't waste your time. And that's the third annoying moment, the three scoops here. Don't waste your time. Time is precious. And I will tell you on today's show that I have wasted a lot of time. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie about it. I never do on the show. I never do in person. I would tell John this off the air. I've wasted a lot of time. I'll tell you what I've wasted it on. I've wasted time on, and this is big with Rex coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Because it's, I'm ashamed to say to Rex that I've done this, wasting my time with everything that he's been through. I've wasted my time worrying about what strangers think of me. I've wasted my time worrying about what people in the media think of me. I've wasted my time trying to make friends in the media. I've wasted my time trying to get everybody to like me. I've wasted my time racking my head against the wall on why people broke up with me when I was dating people. I wasted my time on why this girl wouldn't go out with me. I wasted my time on being bullied in school and worrying about it instead of sticking up for myself, which I finally did. I wasted my time thinking about everything else in life. All the noise. All of the noise. Do you want to know why I don't watch the regular news? Because it's all noise. 99% of it is noise. My wife said last night, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what Trump's doing right. I don't know what Trump's doing wrong. I don't know anything. Because no one out there is telling us the truth. They're telling us their version of it. And to live in a society where we don't know which end is up is sad. Somebody tells us something about Obama, whether you like it or not, it was true. Clinton, like it or not, it was true. Except for when he lied, but then he told the truth, but then nobody cared. But in the current state of affairs that we're in, and I don't know if it would be different. I mean, I guess it would be different with Donald Trump, but after Donald Trump, I don't know if it'll ever be different again. That people freely go on the internet and say horrible things, and none of it has to make any sense, but somebody will believe it. But that's the noise that we focus on. Who cares? If you don't like the way I do my job, then go pay attention to something else. If you don't like the way that I treat my wife, that I love her and I do, I'll do anything for her, and you want to say that that means I'm whipped, that's fine. That's totally fine. I know being whipped means that I'm doing something for her because I'm afraid of her. I do something for my wife because I love her to pieces. But if that's how you envision it and that's your perception of it, then have a great day. We worry so much about what other people think. Always. We think about what everybody else thinks. Do they think I'm pretty? Do they think I'm attractive? Do they think I'm tall enough? Do they think I'm smart enough? Do they think I'm funny enough? Do they think that I do enough? 
put your hands put or put your happiness in the hands of another person and I will guarantee you one pure promise they won't take care of it like you do because they got to take care of themselves they got to take care of their kids they got to take care of their dad they got to take care of their mom they got to take care of their brothers they got to take care of their sisters they're not going to treat as good as they are they can't do everything for you they can't do everything for you and I have wasted time thinking about what morons think. I've wasted my time wondering why people are illogical, why people are irrational, why people are sporadic, why people don't make sense. I have wasted time thinking about that in my life, and I'm not going to shy away from it. I have, and the reason why I'm telling you I have is because I don't want you to. If I got horrible news today that said my life is done in a week, I would have to train myself to stop thinking the way I've thought in the past. And by the end of the week, hope that it would be good. I don't want to do that. I want to live a good life every single day. I want to live to be a hundred something like my grandmother. I want to be healthy of mind, body, spirit, and heart. I want to have all that. We all want to have all that. We should want to have all that. If not, what the heck are we doing? So be good to yourself. Be good to one another. And don't care what people think. Let them think. What the thing is, you can't control it. You can never control what another person thinks of you. You can do things that might affect how they think of you, but you can't control ultimately how they think of you. So if somebody doesn't like the way that you do your job, or they don't like the way that you talk, or the way that you look, or the way that you sound, or the way that you walk, or the way that you drive, or the way that you speak, or the way that you sing, or the way that you laugh. It doesn't matter. God made you that way. He gave you that laugh. He gave you that voice. He gave you that music. He gave you those eyes. He gave you that height. Unless you drive like a crazy person, Orange Avenger said, yeah. But he gave you what you got. So go and celebrate what you got. Get in the habit of telling people that you don't care what they think of you. If they're strangers that don't love you, we know the difference. If my mom was disappointed in me, I should treat that like it matters. If Jim Bob 57 is disappointed in me on Twitter, I don't care. Jim Bob, have a great day, you crazy person. But if it's your mother who loves you, if it's your wife who loves you, your husband who loves you, your friends who love you, you know that deep down in your heart. And if you can't differentiate between Facebook friends and real friends, then you got a problem. Because I got almost 3,000 Facebook friends, but I got about, I don't know, three, four true friends. I use every bit of social media to network and reach people and bring about positivity and laughter and fun. But the people that actually break bread with me, that number is tiny. It is tiny. The number of people that know about my life, that number is tiny. I could never be a Kardashian. Because giving people the keys to your entire life with no privacy, you will live your whole life and die not experiencing what life could be like. And I hope that that doesn't happen for them. I hope that they don't go through this whole <coughs> on stage, never off stage. 
Because then they're going to go up to the pearly gates and God's going to say, what'd you do in your life? And they got a lot of stuff that they shared with you, but how much stuff did they share with each other? How much stuff did they share off camera? You know, everybody wants to have this life, right? Well, why just why does somebody film me and give me a million dollars? There's a catch. There's a catch to all of this. There's always a catch. There's a catch to owning your own business. I'm responsible for everything. For how much money I make, for how much product I put out, for the content, what I do, how I do it, when I do it, where I do it, how much I do it. That's all me. But that's okay. Because wasting time is something you can never get back. We don't have the time stone. Thanos took it. And even if he didn't, we don't have the time stone. We have our voice, I hope. And if we don't, we have sign language. We have our ears, I hope. And if we don't, then we can mouth things out and type things down, learn a language. We have our taste. And if we don't, then we do the best we can with what we got. We have our touch. And if we don't, if we don't have our arms, if we don't have our hands, then we make do with what we can. We have our sense of smell. And if we don't, then we make the best of what we can. We don't value the fact. If you woke up this morning and you could see, hear, smell, touch, and taste, you got something that not everybody has. If you woke up this morning and you stood straight up and you walked on your own two feet, you got something that not everybody has. If your arms and your hands and your feet and your legs are all proportionate, then you have something that not everybody has. If your brain is in your control instead of out of control and you're confused and you don't know what's going on, then you have something that not everybody has. If you're not in a hospital bed today, then you have something that not everybody has. If you're not at a funeral today for somebody you love, then you have something something that not everybody has. The day that you stop caring about the noise is today. Because you can't do it tomorrow. Because I can't promise that you're going to be here tomorrow. But you're here right now. You're listening to the show right now. So we're going to do it today. Hand in hand. I'll take your hand. You take mine. And let's say this. No more. No more waiting. No more sitting and doubting and letting this world get to us. No more. I got a great guy that sits in studio with me every single Friday. That should be a focus. I got a great mother. That should be a focus. I have a great G-mama who is in heaven, but very much with me. That should be a focus. I have a phenomenal wife. That should be a focus. I have a great little girl that I consider my daughter, Lily. That should be a focus. 
I have nieces. That should be a focus. Shout out Carly, Gracie, and Lorelai. I have friends that are so close to me that they call me their brother, which makes me the uncle of their children. That should be a focus. I got a house that's mine. That should be a focus. I have a company that's mine. That should be a focus. And then we walk forward. Because it doesn't matter what the noise says. It doesn't matter what the noise says. And different voices will come in at different times, but noise is noise is noise is noise. And it's never going to be anything other than noise. So who cares what the noise says? Don't care what the noise says. Because the noise, it'll distort what you can hear. There's a lot of great things that people say to me every single week. And it's distorted by all the noise that I let in. Pull all that noise out, I hear my grandmother. That's the focus. Listen to the voices that help. And the voices that love you are not going to tell you what you want to hear, but they're always going to love you. They're not going to always tell you what you want to hear, but they're always going to tell you how to help you right now. Get rid of the noise. Get rid of the noise. And find peace in the silence. And find peace standing up, opening your mouth, and being who you are. If you're not hurting anybody and you love what you do, then you do it. And you let the world scream. Whether you like LeBron James or not, he goes to arenas every single night with FUs and I'll kill you and you suck and I hate you and I hope you die and I hope your kid dies. That people say horrible things. Horrible, horrible things. I don't know what I would have done if I was that NC State player where the Duke fans were cheering, how's your grandma the day his grandmother passed away? But it's just noise. And that kid made his free throws. It's just noise. Let the noise be just noise. And then move on. We'll take a step aside. We'll come back with the World Cup takeover of significant sound bites in just a moment. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. 
Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in DrySig Lady apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrySigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell him your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt on the broadcast right now. Lawrence Papaleo of PapaleoSellRealEstate.com. That's P-A-P-A-L-E-O. It's Papa and then Leo. So Papa, L-E-O, SellRealEstate.com. You can also call him at 315-748-2524. And he, that's what, I mean, we're licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. That is what he's doing in our community in central and upstate New York today in the here and now and in his past was a professional indoor and outdoor soccer player, and he is part of the World Cup takeover. The World Cup comes in a wake-up call, takes over Wednesday's first hour, and takes over this segment throughout the entire World Cup because the World Cup is the World Cup. So I allowed a certain amount of takeover here. Not to, oh, I hear takeover? No, not that. You know, Kim Jong, you need to go. So uh, Lawrence is back on the show here today. LJ, how you doing today? Hey, good. How are you, Dan? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. When I say takeover on the show, apparently some people get excited. <laughs> so yes, yes, gotta be careful with those those special people. Yes. So with with your thoughts so far on the World Cup, where's your head at right now as far as uh, the biggest shocks for you? Is is there is there has there been some shock value so far? Uh, the whole World Cup, I would say, is a big shock value. I mean, the good teams are bad, and the bad teams are good. You know, um, it's it's absolutely insane. You'd expect Brazil to, to crush 
Um, Switzerland, they tie 1-1. Expect Argentina to take care of business against, well, Iceland's very good, and they did well in the last Euros, um, but didn't. And then Croatia, I knew they were good. I know when you asked me who was going to go through, I said Argentina and Croatia, Croatia being number two. But proving me wrong, Croatia, the most dominant team in that group, um, and they've got the talent to do it. So, I mean, biggest shocker is there. Um even even the weaker teams in the Spain Portugal group, they're giving Spain and Portugal a run for their money. Portugal, um, I would say, was the worst team uh, between Portugal and, and Morocco, but Portugal got the result, and I'm pretty happy about that because I have them picked to win. Um, because in the Euros, Portugal was by far not the strongest team, but they just kept limp, limping on, and uh, you need luck, and it seems like they've got a lot of it. So. Portugal's still my team. I think they're just going to keep limping forward, and I think they're going to take the cup, not being the strongest team in the tournament. So you think that Portugal is going to ride Cristiano Ronaldo all the way to a World Cup championship? Yep. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say completely ride him. Yeah. I think he's going to have the lion's share of the goals. I, I do think somehow another player will score. Um, there was another player that should have scored against Morocco. Ronaldo played him turn. He was one-on-one with the goalie. Um, so I do think that other players will score, but I do think it will have a big to do with Cristiano Ronaldo winning the World Cup. Yeah, you know, I, I liken Cristiano Ronaldo to of Portugal to LeBron James with this year's Cleveland Cavaliers team. There's a bunch of people around him. Who a lot of people don't know, but for some odd reason, the team continues to win because they can lean on one person. So for me, Cristiano Ronaldo to Portugal is what LeBron James is to the Cavaliers. Can you roll with that analogy? I could roll with it. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I do think that their goalie is very good, though, Rui Patricio. Um, I wouldn't say he's top five goalies in the in the world but I'd say easily top 10, top 15. Um, so he came up strong a couple times in the last game. Other than that, they've got you know some stronger players that just haven't been doing much. Um, Pepe's at the end of his life uh, cycle as a professional uh, soccer player, um, and you can see that in the way he's playing. And there's a couple other midfielders like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I want to say like Jao Moutinho or... Joe Mario, I, I can't, I keep mixing them up, but very good players that just haven't been performing. So they have been leaning on one player mainly, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. I have to interrupt the World Cup conversation, though, to say that one of my favorite names of the USL I've now found, and I don't know if you know this team, but the Tampa Bay Rowdies has got to be one oh, of my yes. favorite names out there. You know Tampa Bay? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I believe that a very good friend of mine, Gali Agusamande, I grew up with him. I believe he played for them for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, something about something about getting rowdy. I like it. And you don't have to ask the fans to do anything. You just put the jersey on, and they're like, they're like, okay, we got the message, you know? Yeah, we know what to do. Like, if you're the Syracuse cheer really loud, people know what to do. So, exactly. I like it. So, you, you, you like Portugal, but Spain was able to get a point as they almost gave me some, they gave me some agita here. They played Iran, and they were able to get a, a victory off of that one to nothing. 
So they have four. Portugal has four. Iran is now in third. Morocco has been eliminated already. Thoughts on the, the group? I know that you're high on Portugal. What do you think about Spain so far through two games? Uh, Spain's, Spain's still, uh, I, I want to say they're still the strongest team in the tournament. Um, you know, Belgium uh, was the only strong team that really took care of business, I would say. And as I say that, you know, I think of Russia. Yeah, Russia is doing very, very well. Um, and I think they are a, a very good team. I don't think they're up there with the elite countries in world soccer, um, but they're performing like it. So it's not to be forgotten about, but for Spain, uh, I think they're going to get through the group stage and they're moving on without a doubt, whether it's one or two, it's going to depend on goal differential because I think Portugal is going to win against Iran, but they could lose. They really could lose because of how weak they're playing. They're leaning on one player, but I think they're going to win. You know, and you brought up Russia. Speaking here with Lawrence Papaleo, former professional indoor and outdoor soccer player, now in our community in central upstate New York where he was born and raised as a licensed real estate salesperson at Gilbo Realty for you to buy and sell your home, buy and sell your commercial property and land. So you're a jack of all trades. We'll get to Russia in a second. But I, I got to ask you, in your in your life story, to go from playing soccer in you know, growing up playing soccer, playing soccer in college, moving on to play soccer professionally, and now being a licensed real estate salesperson, just what you can say about the life after sports. Because I, I discuss it all the time that athletes want to play and they want to play forever, but they always have to have the next chapter of their life, the next plan, because unfortunately in the world of sports, you can't play forever. Right. Right. You're, you're correct. Obviously. I mean, the only sport where you can do that is golf. And uh, I never picked up a, a golf club, um, as a child. So I'm already 28 years behind. Well, I mean, uh, you wouldn't have picked it up as a baby, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, so it's hard. It's hard because I miss the drive to be better. Um, that was the thing that fueled me as an athlete, even more so you know, most people get into sports because of the love of the game, and I did love soccer. But there was something about the drive to improve myself, which was even stronger than my love for soccer. And you know, now that soccer's gone, that was that was the vessel that I used to uh, improve myself. You know, whether it was training, fitness wise, strength wise, skill wise, I don't need to worry about the skill stuff anymore. So. Now it's like I'm still fumbling trying to figure out how I'm going to uh, channel that improvement and use it in a way that I did with soccer. I do it through self-improvement books, but it's a different it's a different drive, you know. Um, so that's that's the big thing for me. For other players, other things tick them. For me, it was the drive to be better than than my previous self in the competition. And I mean, I, I will say that, you know, most of these houses have grass, so you can always connect that back to soccer as well. That's right. <laughs> they, they have grass. Absolutely. Now, now you, there, there's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, soccer cele celebratory moves and there's a video that you posted where you were in front of a house stating that the house was sold while you did a special move. So you've already brought soccer into your world. Yes. Yes, I have. Soccer has been big part of my life and it was only a matter of time before it crawled through into the real estate part of my life but i did the cristiano ronaldo celebration where he jumps up and uh 
he uh, moves his arms in a certain way and it looks really powerful and really cool. So I love that. I love that celebration. I think it's awesome. He's got the best celebration in the game right now. And uh, I thought it'd be fun if I did it. So I did it and uh, it's getting a lot of publicity. Now, why didn't you do that when you sold me my house? <laughs> hey, I can still do it. I hey, can still do it. You can still sold. come over and do it. Think of it. Yeah. But you're going to have to do some, some one of the celebratory moves from Spain because we can't have Cristiano Ronaldo on my front lawn. All right. Well, I mean, Diego Costa, he doesn't celebrate. I mean, all he did was just hug his teammates. So you want to know why? Because you got to act like you've been there before. No, I'm no you don't. That's no fun. <laughs> I love when people say, and obviously I'm being facetious because I can't stand that. When people are like, act like you've been there, Dan. You're going to hit a three-pointer, act like you've done it a hundred times, act like you're Steph Curry. No, if I was playing in the NFL, every single touchdown I scored would have a different celebration. And if I yes. scored if I scored 15 touchdowns, that's 15 celebrations. And if I'm too stupid to create 15 different celebrations, <laughs> then I shouldn't be on this planet. So, I mean, that, that's how I feel. I tell people all the time, Roger Goodell would have fined me. He would be fining me every day because I would do all types of crazies. It's the one thing I liked about Terrell Owens is that he was creative in the end zone. And, you know, he'd get out the signature pen and all that stuff. If you know, Listen. You should you should do a, a soccer move every time you sell a house, and yeah. I somehow need to connect to broadcasting some type of you know what every time I sign on a new partner of the show or the CNY Pop Festival and whatnot, I'm gonna have to do a touchdown celebration. You know I I have a theory. Okay, go ahead. You know uh, the the best part of soccer are the goals. Maybe second best though is the celebration. Yeah. You know, as a, as a player, you're even practicing your celebration, which is kind of crazy, but uh, and kind of stupid. But <laughs> soccer, soccer, and sports in general, it's about entertainment. You know, if if the sports that weren't entertaining were the most popular, then it would be a different story. But uh, the most popular sports—football, basketball, soccer, hockey—not necessarily in those that order. Baseball. I mean, there's some sort of celebration involved. So, I mean, it's what the people want to see. It's entertaining. Right, and you got to have fun with it. I mean, I I already have some set up. I got all types of things in my mind about about celebrations and whatnot. So, you know, I think I think you got to do it. I will say this about Cristiano Ronaldo and the World Cup takeover of significant sound bites with Lawrence Papaleo this morning on Wake Up Call is that he jumps like six feet in the air. So, yeah. are you ever concerned that he's going to come down and hurt his ankle or something? Uh, you know, someone mentioned that the last time he did it, and I was like, oh, man, that's right. You know, because that kicker did it in football. But um, Martin Gramatica, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, to, to dive in more into what you're talking about, how high he jumps, uh, I think Castrol, the, like the oil company or whatever they're called, um, they did a study on Cristiano Ronaldo back when he was at Manchester United because of how much of a physical animal specimen that he was yeah and they measured his jump and his jump was higher than the average nba player um and he's a soccer player and nba players are you know that's what they do non-stop more so than soccer players is jump so for him to have ups that are higher than the average nba player um that really shows how much of a freak of nature he is um, so good luck marking him on a cross or a header because you could probably jump the highest in the world as a soccer player right now. 
And like we said, you said he jumps higher than most NBA players. Well, the LeBron James for Portugal is is what he is. I think that he jumps higher than most gazelles that are out there as, as, as well. So you, you brought up Russia. I want to get back to that for a second. Did you think that Russia would be, I mean, when we look at this right now, they're number one in goal differential, plus seven. Did you think that Russia would be the team that would have scored more goals than anybody else at this point? They have eight goals and a plus seven differential through two games. You know, I really didn't. Um, I really didn't. And there's always something to be said about the host nation at the World Cup. You know, like, are, are the refs going to help them, this or that? But the refs, I don't think, have helped them. You know, this is all them. This is all how strong they are. And uh, it really shows how a country can come behind the home team and really make a difference. Um, you know, Argentina tried it. The fans were trying to get behind Messi and the whole Argentina team, and, you know, it didn't really work. But if the World Cup was in Argentina and they were doing it, maybe it would be a different story. Maybe they'd be as successful as Russia is right now. So it's really something in sports when the home team's fan base gets behind the home team. Um, the France, the French World Cup, I forgot what year that was, I think 1998, it was in France, and the French won it, just like... Uh, when England won it, it was in England. So there really is an advantage for the home team, and Russia's been doing great. Speaking here with Lawrence Papaleo in the World Cup takeover of significant sound bites that you hear every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, exclusively here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We are currently inside of the Brazil-Costa Rica game, and the game was nil-nil until the 90th, 91st minute. 90 minutes in the in in the full scope of play plus stoppage time. So in the first minute of stoppage time after two halves of scoreless play, Brazil gets a goal and is up one to nothing on Costa Rica with very little time left in stoppage time. So a stoppage time goal goal gives Brazil a one to nothing lead. Again, I would imagine like you said with Brazil drawing with with Switzerland that this is another one of those games where it took them the entire game until the 91st minute to score. I mean, Brazil looks like they are not as dangerous as maybe some people thought. Yeah, on paper, just look at their talent. And then, you know, you think of the most talented teams, like let's bring it back to the NBA, the Miami Heat, back when LeBron went over there their first year, they didn't win it, right? They lost to the Mavericks, which, yes, they were also stacked, the Mavericks. But um, just because you have the talent or the best team on paper doesn't mean you're going to get the results. Luckily, they got the results in stoppage time. Um, but anytime Brazil doesn't win the World Cup, it's a failure. So they have more pressure than anyone. As much as people say he has the, the pressure of the world on his shoulders, um, you know, okay, maybe Argentina as well has just as much pressure, but anytime those two nations don't win the World Cup, it's a failure. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, very surprising of where they sit right now. And they actually added some more uh, stoppage time, I guess, here to, to the thing. So we had a substitution in the 93rd minute. Now it's saying that it's going to be 96 total minutes with six minutes of stoppage time. So there is some time for Costa Rica to move it forward here, but Brazil scoring. Any other surprises in in what's happened so far in group stages? Anything with, you know, Japan to Belgium, a Sweden 
I mean, I would say Group F, Germany, Sweden, Mexico, everybody's still alive. Germany has no points. Mexico and Sweden both have three. Yep. Uh, Mexico, Germany is probably the biggest shocker. Um, I mean, unbelievable result for Mexico. It's, a, it's really a dream come true for them um, to beat Germany. I mean, for anyone really to beat Germany. Germany, this is the worst Germany I've ever seen, or that was the worst performance um, in my lifetime of watching germany play they're usually cold they're usually collected they're calm cold collected they score goals they don't care how passionate you are they'll take your passion and put it against you and destroy you um we didn't see that germany we saw germany that was weak to the passion um mexico came out with i want to say they were the most passionate fan base in in the world cup the mexicans and that could be because we're neighbors, so um, we're exposed to it a little bit more. But, um, you know, in a sense, I thought that Mexico wasn't going to win. They yeah. proved me wrong. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of the Mexican team, even though I would rather U.S. be there um, to see a country, you know, with not as good of a soccer background as Germany beat Germany and, and could have beat them by three goals if they were just a little more uh, efficient with the ball on a 2v1 situation because um, they've had a few of those, or they did have a few of those. So um, very proud of them. They're the biggest shock of the whole tournament, and uh, let's see how far they can go with it. I'm going to tell you another shock here. In the 97th minute, Neymar scored another Neymar scored a goal for Brazil. So Brazil and Costa Rica, who did not score a single goal in the first half nor in the second half, Brazil had two stoppage time goals, one at the bitter end of the game by Neymar. So that gives Brazil a two to nothing win over Costa Rica. Waited the entire game and then took some chances at the end. That's insane. Yep, and, and that's the beauty of soccer, too. Most goals are scored at the beginning of the half or the end of the half. And uh, as we just saw, two goals at the very end of the half, because um, that's when uh, focus is weaker. And, you know, I don't know. I really can't explain that. I would say it's just focus or legs are tired. Yeah. But always it's a, it's a law of soccer. The majority of goals are scored either at the beginning of the half or the end of the half. And so. another law of soccer is that once a goal is scored, the chances of another goal being scored by either team are very high. Usually goals come close to one another. So Absolutely. Last thing for you, Croatia has six points. Behind them, Argentina and Iceland both have a point. Group D is a little bit interesting right now with Croatia at the top seemingly taking this thing and Iceland and Argentina chasing them right now. Yeah, that's uh, quite the group. It's one that I've been keeping my eyes on. I think that Argentina, I'm going to make a prediction. All my predictions have pretty much been wrong, but I think Iceland's going to lose by less than Argentina when they play against Croatia. And I think that Iceland is going to win. I think Iceland's going to win 1-0. And I have, I actually have Iceland moving on. So that's good stuff. That coming from Lawrence Papaleo a licensed real estate salesperson of Gilbo Realty and part of the World Cup takeover as a former professional soccer player and right here born and raised in Central and Upstate New York. So love on all ends of the uh, of the spectrum, helping out Central and Upstate New York as a licensed real estate salesperson and being a part of soccer forever and being a, a former professional player always in the ranks of that. So LJ, as always, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome and uh, 
awesome way to sign off as always and uh, just a shout out to everyone listening the market's hot right now um if you think your house is worth one thing it could be worth so much more i've had a bunch of listing appointments past few weeks and people have said well my house is probably worth this because i checked zillow and then i tell them it's 15 to twenty thousand dollars more and it was a shocker so um if you think about selling now's the time it's an exciting time and uh, you're gonna get bang for your buck 315-748-2524. That's 315-748-2524 to call Lawrence Papaleo. And like he said, a lot going, a lot of great things going on right now if you're looking to sell your home. And on top of all of that, once the house is sold, you can help him or with him design a soccer celebration, which I like that too. Hell yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> all right, LJ, be good. I'll talk with you soon. All right, talk to you soon. All Thanks. Right, take care. On Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, we're going to continue on Rex Culpepper coming up in just a couple moments here on the show, live on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with Rex Culpepper in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, and we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's, It's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. 8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse, next to the Ponderosa Plaza. 
where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalwear. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or HondaCity-CNY.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Want to thank Lawrence Papaleo for being a part of the broadcast, licensed real estate salesperson of Gilbo Realty. As he said, it's a hot market in Central and upstate New York right now. So when it comes to selling your house, this is a very good time to do it. And like LJ said, he's done a lot of showings lately and people said, oh, my house is worth this or my house is worth that. And the house is actually worth $15,000, more than what people thought their house was actually worth. So you could be going to list your house and find out that it's worth even more, which could be even better for you. And even, whatever it's worth, whatever it may be, whatever the numbers end up rounding out to be, it's it's not an exact science that every house is fifteen dollars to $20,000 more, just like it's not an exact science that you'll save 15% from GEICO. But the truth of the matter is, your house could be worth a lot more than what you think it is. And Lawrence Papaleo, he's the guy that is constantly studying the trends, studying what's going on in central and upstate New York. As a real estate salesperson and as a human being, he's the same kid. And that's what I love about LJ more than anything, is that he is the same man that is going to sit down with you and have a cup of coffee and sell your house. There's no embellishment. There's no, you know, slick the hair back, tell you what you want to hear type of thing. He's an honest person. He's extremely thorough. He's extremely hardworking. And when you have a question, he makes himself available to answer those questions. So if you're selling your house, buying a home, selling commercial property, buying commercial property, whatever you may be doing as a business owner or a homeowner or wanting to be a business owner, wanting to be a homeowner, whatever it may be, 315-748-2524. You're not going to find another real estate salesperson with the morals, the values, and the work ethic that he has. And I didn't, hence why I hired him to sell my house. So we will take a quick step aside here as Rex Culpepper is coming right up. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. 
for one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I could not be happier to have the conversation that I'm about to have. Now, I interviewed Rex when he was getting recruited years ago. I went down to 7-on-7 and saw Rex and sat with Rex and sat with his brother Judge and sat with Coach Wiener and was down there at at, at HB Plant 7-on-7 in July a few years back. This is a guy who has been a part of my life for the last few years, and he inspires me. I don't know if he knows this, but he inspires me every day, way before any of this happened. His faith in God and and just his overall belief in himself and his hard work and, and, and who he is has meant a lot to me. Put on top of that, the fight that he had against cancer and winning that fight and moving forward even more so. I mean, Rex, I, I don't know any other way to introduce you other than saying that you were an inspiration before you were an inspiration. Well, thank you. That's some real high praise, and I'm truly honored to hear that come out of your mouth. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So, you know, bring bring me into this. I mean, you've you played in tough games. You've you've had you know times on the field where you got to come back, you got to fight through something, but no fight like the fight you just had. Bring me into everything that that from the day that you heard that you had cancer to where you are today. Just bring me into to that fight and just what you took away from it. Um, I think that the biggest difference between fighting, you know, cancer and cancer treatment versus a tough football game or, you know, a tough workout or a tough run is just that you're not in control. Um, There's poison going into your body that's killing the bad stuff, but it's also killing the good. And there's not a whole lot you can do. It's hard to kind of grit your teeth and tough it out when, you know, on a chemical level, these substances are doing things to your body that, you know, are truly unhealthy although they have you know a good consequence that it does kill cancer it does do a lot of harm um and so it goes from you know trying to act tough to really being in tune to how your body's feeling and trying to um mitigate the you know just the side effects and just kind of grind through and dig deep and sit in that chair and really just focus on you know how your body's feeling and when when you're going through this like you said you have you have poison going through your body to try and kill the stuff that's in your body that is hurting your body. Just, you know, unfortunately, I've had friends that have had to go through this. I I, I dated a girl a, a few years back when I was in college that's, that went through, I think, eight different bouts with cancer and with having to go through chemo and, and, and different things that went on. Just what that whole scenario when you're when you know that what you're putting into your body is not good but it's fighting what is bad just just how you handle that and and what it takes out of you i mean could were you able to to you know get up walk around and or did it kind of knock you down i mean i know that everybody responds differently to to the treatment how did you respond to it well 
during treatment, the re- the main reason you would get up is just to go to the bathroom because there really is just so much liquid going, you know, in whether it's fluids or whether it's chemo. Um, and what kind of kept me going is somebody reached out to me and actually wrote me a letter. And, and the quote that I remember is, um, you know, chemo's tough and there's some bad stuff in those, you know, IV bags, but the stuff that is healing is worse. And, you know, you'd rather get rid of that stuff um, and go through the chemo than not. Speaking here with Rex Culpepper, cancer free here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning. Rex, when you started this fight, or, or, to go back to the, the moment that you found out, bring me into the doctor's office. Bring me into what happened that brought you in the doctor's office or if it was just a routine checkup and just how you found out. Well, I was actually in a walk-in clinic thinking that I had, you know, an infection or just some swelling and ended up going to the hospital and having a ultrasound done. And next thing I know, I'm sitting in a room all alone. Doctor comes in and says, hey, the results are back. You have a cancerous growth and, you know, we have you scheduled for surgery here tomorrow. And I'm up here in New York. I'm, my, my hometown is Tampa, Florida, as you mentioned before. And so I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a lot for me to take in. Can I call my mom? So got her on the phone and, you know, it was a pretty traumatic call between me, her and my father. And we started mapping out a plan to come home and to, uh, you know, go to Moffitt Cancer Center as Lee Moffitt's a dear friend of our family. And they took amazing care of us. So I'm happy that I was able to, you know, use that connection and get the best treatment possible. And when you, when you go through this treatment, you go through, I mean, your family, I know your family's close and I know that, you know, you love each other up a lot here. How, when you, when you had to share that news, I can imagine how, how difficult that was, but just what you can say about, about your family, about my guy judge, you know, I know, I know he's, he's there for his brother too. I mean, just how, how was that entire kind of family, the moment that you all got to be together kind of arm in arm, just bring, bring me into that moment. Right. Well, my family is an extremely tough family. And although there were tears and there was a lot of uncertainty, there was one thing for sure. And that was that, you know, we were, we were going to beat cancer and everyone in my family uh, played an intricate role in the whole process. My mom was with me at every single, uh, cancer treatment sat there for all the hours. Um, my father would always have, you know, stuff on the grill when I got home to try to keep the weight on and anything that I ever wanted to eat, he would cook it. My brother is always happy to, for me to come home and play video games with me and just, you know, help me kind of feel like a kid. And my sister was always making me crack smiles with her jokes. And, you know, even if she was giving me a hard time, it just kind of kept me feeling, you know, like I'm still a normal person. And, and I have a very unique family and a very strong family. And we were never, you know, too concerned that we weren't going to beat it, but it, it definitely was a struggle. And I'm extremely thankful to, you know, be born into the family that I was. Speaking here with Rex Culpepper on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Syracuse quarterback, and more importantly, cancer-free. Rex, another brother that you have that, that you and I have discussed pretty much since since your recruitment is Scoop Bradshaw. And Scoop being a part of Syracuse as well considers you family. And, you know, he gets emotional. He gets choked up when it comes to your situation and everything that's gone on recently. What can you say about Scoop and that, that just – brother that some that somehow some way god gave you on top of the siblings that you already have all right um scoop didn't like it one bit he was really worried he was caught he was constantly facetiming me and checking in and uh 
the unique thing about our relationship is that a lot of times, like someone from his upbringing, um, you know, might only be, you know, super friendly with me because my family's, you know, doing favors for him and helping him through tough times. But truly, you know, Scoop really does enjoy his relationship with my family to the point where when I'm going through something like something like that, he's so emotionally, um, you know, involved and so concerned that it shows that Scoop is a true friend and not just somebody that's, you know, receiving help from, you know, my family that we truly do love Scoop. And, you know, he's truly like a sibling to me, as he said. And to go back to your parents, uh, your parents, Monica and Brad, they were on a show called Survivor. And ironically, in the crazy way that, that God works and, and the purposeful way that God works, they were on Survivor. Now you are a survivor. Do you, do you find any story in that? I mean, I feel like God's always kind of connecting pieces and putting some irony in there. Your parents are on Survivor. Now in real life, when it all came down to it, you're a Survivor yourself. So now technically there's been three people on Survivor. Yeah, yeah, they can complain about not having food and living <laughs> on an island. That was That's easy. I'm the real Survivor. Those guys are reality TV chumps. <laughs> And, and Rex, uh, to tell your story to everybody out there, what do you want people to know about this? Because you went into this fight saying, like you said, you said, I'm going to beat it. Your family said you're going to beat it. There's an, another story in the Northeast with Pittsburgh with James Connor, who went up to his coach and to Pat Narduzzi and said, hey, coach, I got cancer. I'll be back on the field. I'm going to beat this thing. You know, it, it's something to say about the fight. Do you believe that? you know, mental toughness, the mental strength, and, and the faith that you have, did those play a role, in your opinion, of going up against this thing? Yes, sir. That's what it all comes down to. It's all about keeping a positive attitude. It sounds simple, but, you know, when you get into the knit and the grit of chemotherapy, it is hard to keep a positive outlook. You're feeling really, you know, down. Your brain feels scrambled. You just feel like you're physically you know, losing what you've worked for, you know, me being an athlete and working so hard, you know, I, I could just see myself losing weight and losing muscle tone. And it's extremely frustrating. Um, and keeping the positive attitude is, is almost the whole battle. Um, and trying to keep your eyes on the prize and realizing that, Hey, this is going to take me three months, but it's three months to protect myself for the rest of my life. Um, so while these three months are going by, it seems slow, but I'll look back on this 20 years from now and it'll be the best thing that I ever did. And to, to move forward, you know, as, as a cancer survivor, as somebody who got through this, you know, how would you want people to know you as? Because some people are like, hey, you know, I, yeah, I, I fought against that, but I don't want that to define me or I don't want sports to define me. I, I, I know Rex is Rex. I, I know the fact that you were helping out little kids that, you know, had their own ailments and their own things <clears throat> going on. I mean, you've been helping people for as long as, as I've been around you you know, to hear these stories and the things that you have done. So helping others has been a big part of your life. How do you want people to know Rex Culpepper as when some people know you for football, some people know you for your fight that you just had? How would you like people to know you? Well, I just want people to know me as just a regular kid. And that's not because I'm self-conscious that I am a cancer survivor, but that's because I feel like there is a stigma that people see in cancer survivors, they hear about someone having cancer and they might think that, hey, you know, that person has something wrong with them. Uh, they're not healthy. And I want to be an example that, you know, just because someone 
is unfortunate enough to be diagnosed with cancer, that they can still reach any goals that they want to. And I, I kind of want to fight that stigma. And personally, I don't have a problem with someone, you know, saying, oh, he had cancer, but I don't want people to think any less of anybody else who has ever gone through this battle. And that if anything, it, it makes you a, a tougher individual and gives you an immense amount of mental strength to draw on and a, a true appreciation of life and, um, an appreciation of things that previously we might have taken for granted. And before I let you go, Rex, some of those things that, like you said previously, you might have taken for granted. What is this whole journey taught you? What are the things that maybe you felt like you took for granted or, or maybe things you didn't concentrate on beforehand? It's really the small things. I mean, just walking outside and feeling the sun, you know, beat down on your skin and walking around not feeling nauseous and being able to enjoy a meal, it, it just the smallest things you just learn to truly appreciate and you realize how fragile life is. Um, and personally, I didn't go through some of the worst things, but I've seen, you know, just being in the infusion center that people have a, a lot worse than me and have serious, you know, cancer compared to mine, which happens to be curable. And just, I can't imagine as hard as it was for me to go through you know, testicular cancer, I can't imagine the people who have things like leukemia and brain cancer, it, it truly inspires me and keeps me going that people are able to fight through and beat that. And I'm sure that they have the most unbelievable appreciation of just life and, and, and good health. And, and how, you know, looking at the team and the family that you have up at Syracuse, how has everybody been, you know, whether it be the, you know, the training staff, uh, Syracuse University as a whole, Coach Babers, the coaching staff, your teammates. How has everybody been in this process? And, and you know, who has kind of stepped out for you that you could lean on a little bit? Well, the first thing that I said in my press conference was that I, I was extremely proud to be an Orangeman. Um, I was, I'm blown away, by the way, that not only my teammates, but my coaches that are currently at Syracuse, coaches that I've met here in Syracuse that have moved on to other places, coaches from high school training staff here teachers here you know the dean of my college was you know emailing me back and forth about helping me accommodate for you know absences and truly the amount of support has been immense and i've been able to hit the ground running and you know there's a lot of other people that are that deserve the credit for that are we going to see Rex Culpepper out there better than ever once you know once you get that opportunity to drop back again? Yes, sir. I already feel like I'm back to where I was before this whole thing happened, and it's only been a week and a half. That coming from Rex Culpepper. Rex, I appreciate it. The The last thing is a, kind of a, a word to people out there. You don't have to have, and, and this is what I said at the beginning of the show, you don't have to have cancer or tragedy or anything that should make you appreciate the things in life. What would be your word of advice to people who are focusing on the noise, focusing on what other people think of them, things out of their control? What would be your advice to those people? Well, I think the obvious thing I could say is just to, truly appreciate the small things in life but what i'm going to say instead is that you should reach out to your family and just tell them that you love them and that you got their back through anything because there might come a time where you're going to need that support and you know one of the best things i've ever done is growing up keep an amazing relationship with my father with my mother with my brother with my sister and you never know when you're going to need to call on those people and i know that there's 
you know, family issues out there and people who have rough family life. But if you could find a way to work through that and truly embrace your loved ones, that's going to be one of the most important things. Well, that coming from Rex Culpepper, Rex, I mean, I, I could keep you on here the whole time because in all honesty, I respected the heck out of you before this process and even even more so on top of that. So as I told you, when everything happened and you got the news, I'm always in your corner and that's never going to change. Well, thank you very much. I truly appreciate that. And, you know, I know that the media kind of gets a bad rap these days, but you guys have done an unbelievable job in helping me tell my story and helping me, you know, positively impact people out there. Well, because you know what, Rex, at the end of the day, you got to you got to connect with people that have faith, that have that family importance and that, you know, that can recognize real people. And when it comes to you, as I told you, you always got my support, whatever it may be. And if you need me to fly down to Tampa and hold your hand with something that was going on, I would have done that in a heartbeat. So, you know, media takes a backseat when it comes to the important stuff in life. So I appreciate everything you're doing. Well, thank you very much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. That coming from Rex Culpepper once again. So, boy, trying to make me cry on the air. Oh, man. <laughs> so it got me really close. But, uh, yeah, Rex is just, I would. I would fly down in a heartbeat to Tampa and sit there with him if he needed me to. But I don't ever want him to sit in a hospital bed again. This is my thing. Rex, I would be there in a heartbeat if you needed me to hold your hand and sit with you there. But I never, ever want you to need me to have to have to sit anywhere inside of any hospital or anything cancer free today tomorrow forever and always god bless you we love you we support you we appreciate you and i he's a good kid and he was he was a good kid four years ago three four years ago when i went down there i mean that this this didn't make him a good kid he was always a good kid and, you know, shout out to Judge, too, because Judge is awesome, his brother. And I haven't had the pleasure of, of meeting his parents or his sister, but I know that, you know, he talks highly of his family, and, and uh, I definitely have a lot of respect for that, and I hope to meet them someday. So to you, Rex, God bless you. I know he has, and I hope that God blesses every single person that you saw in the hospital and everybody everywhere because every single one of us, I hope and I hope and I hope and I pray doesn't succumb to disease and and that we have a chance you know if it was up to me nobody would die of anything other than old age so here's hoping for that and hoping for a good life for each and every single one of us rex i i can't honestly i can't say enough so just know that i say thank you that you do have my love you have my support and uh, and you have and, and you just you got what you need so if you need something you call me up We'll take a step aside here for a fast break. We will be live after this on video and audio. We're here on MixLR.com backslash DT, And the new live video feed on Facebook is Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, which makes it really easy because me, DT, is live now. So Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT to watch us, John Newman of Newman Sports Cards and myself, Dan Tatora in Collectible Corner. And, of course, you can listen continuing here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We'll be back in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. 
for one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. Family-friendly sport, family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. I hope you're all enjoying your Friday. I want to thank Rex Culpepper for being a part of the show this morning, coming on live to the broadcast. I can't thank him enough for being a part of the show, being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. He is a he's a trooper. He is a fighter. He is more than amazing. And, you know, everything that he has done 
for himself, I mean, he should be a living example of, of how to live your life. So thank you to Rex Culpepper for being a part of the show and, and coming on to the broadcast. And uh, thank you to Syracuse University. Thank you to the athletic communication staff. And thank you to Syracuse football for allowing the opportunity of Rex to come on to the show. So he did help. He held a press conference and uh, he was able to come on this show after that. So the interview that you just heard, you will only hear on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. That was an exclusive here to the show, and uh, everything about it was was special. So thank you to Rex, and uh, we obviously are here for your fight, and we're going to continue to be here for your fight. And it is my prayer for the rest of my life and then some that you never, ever, ever, Rex, here in your family, or you, or anybody, or any of your loved ones, or any of your teammates, or anybody that's, uh, that cancer is a part of their lives, that it comes into their lives, or that it ever comes back into yours. So may it be a teaching moment, may it be uh, a moment to show just how strong and, and wonderful you are, which, uh, which I already knew, and uh, may you never have to go through that again. So to anybody that's fighting cancer, to anybody that's fighting AIDS, uh, HIV, uh, malaria, any type of disease, the flu, the common cold, uh, a broken heart, whatever it may be, or the loss of someone in your family or, or a loved one. Uh, John and I are here for you, and uh, I'm always praying for you. So just please, uh, please take care of yourselves and know that you always have a friend in me. The common misconception of a broadcaster is that we like to talk. We also like to listen. Well, from my perspective, I like to listen. So if anybody ever needs to talk about anything, we're here. With that being said, John Newman is here with me, Collectible Corner. You're seeing the ticker on the bottom here. We have an all-new feed on Facebook Live. It's facebook.com backslash livenowdt. That's livenow, D as in Dan, T as in Thomas. So facebook.com livenowdt, speaking on sports cards and the bigger sports world. And, of course, we're continuing here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, where we are every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And John Newman's in the building of Newman Sports Cards for Collectible Corner. Cool thing about John is that, you know, when you respect somebody on the field or on the court, you take off your jersey, they take off their jersey, and you hand them to each other. Well, I handed John a wake-up call shirt a few weeks ago, and John has now handed me this Newman Sports Card shirt. So we essentially, John have traded jerseys yeah is that a level of re- is cool. there a level of respect here in the room oh definitely okay so we're both wearing newman sports card shirts today <laughs> we got you speaking of uniforms we're, we're in uniform yeah we're in uniform right now i'm really comfortable i got meetings after this i might just go like this <laughs> screw it hey dan what are you here for you're here to sell me newman sports cards now <laughs> just here for fun just here to show you i love the new logo yeah and, and you know what and john's like you know we put up a post for cmi pop festival and he's like you know, new logo, and then he puts it on there. And I was like, yeah, my poor intern. You know, he blames the intern. Zach, Zach That's Bowden, what interns we love are you. for yeah. in Canada. Yeah. No offense to our neighbors to the north. What is? Blaming things. Oh, blaming things? We always blame, blame Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, blame Canada. But yeah, this, this new logo is an awesome, awesome, awesome logo, awesome representation. We it's, like it a lot. It, to speak on the new logo real briefly, it, it, the old logo I kind of like too. Yeah. And... Uh, my son Jordan, I know we, it's like we have to bring him up every week, and then yeah. I can't get him to come with me. But uh, 
he's like, Dad, I, you know, the the old logo, the, the the current logo, which was the old one. He's like, it's there's too much going on. It's too. It looks like a crest, like a family crest. Yeah. He goes, you should do something different. So uh, you changed it up. Yeah, we, I, I you know, uh, I had someone uh, redesign it, and it. It's it's actually more simple now, but I, I like it better. I, you know, you said you he liked it better. Passed the Jordan test, which yeah. is tough. So, um, you know, and it, it kind of illustrates kind of what we do and with, with sports cards yeah. and in the, the three you know sports we do mostly with baseball, bas- football, a little bit of basketball. Yeah. So, and shout out to my family in Spain again every week. Yeah, every week, got- Spain, they're five hours ahead of time. This is almost dinner time for them, and and here is Jose, my my cousin, my family, Jose Caracal Gutierrez. Can you say that? Caracal Gutierrez. Caracal Gutierrez. <laughs> too bad. It's not bad. Not bad. I like it, John. Make yeah. it happen. So so shout out to my family in Spain, not Spain, New York, real Spain, like Spain, Spain, like just got another got some more points in the World Cup, Spain. Like, really? has four points, and if they continue to move forward, are going to get out of group stages, Spain. So, shout out, Spain. I love you. And, you know, as a broadcaster, I am impartial. And and, and I'm saying that because everybody's like, oh, World Cup, and uh, who are you going to cheer for? So, when it comes to heritage, that to me is a little bit different. You know, I'm going to cheer on Spain and Italy always because that's that's my heritage. Yep. So, uh, with that. and if you, if you look behind here, we actually have... We have a uh, a nice little uh, Spain ball here, so this is this is in this is in the studios. As you know, for those of you that watch every single week, we switch it up. So I do different things in the studio. I try to do little Easter eggs. I I want my my our viewers, you know, for John and I, you know, when you watch us and you're like, oh my God, they're gonna break the internet. They are so sexy to get. Look at this. I mean, I'm on one side, he's on the other side. How do you not pass out? And on top of all of that, you know, we I do like to do little Easter eggs where I hide things. I put things in the studio, and I change things to see if you notice the subtle differences. So the other one, and I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. But I love you, too, as well. Would you like me to hold one of your balls? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a blue one. So you and can this have, one, you can oh, yeah, one. well, I'm half Italian, so yeah. Yeah. I can do it. So we got Spain and Italy. And so uh, this is this is heritage. So Spain, shout out to Spain in the World Cup. Keep killing it out there. Let's make it happen. And to Italy, I, I will see you in in 2022 in the World Cup. And and you're so missed right now. But I got them both in the that's, studio. That's crazy when you think they're not in it. I, I know mean, it, it makes me very the USA. Sad. You know they're not known as a soccer power, but I mean Italy always has been. So on today's show, we all, we always bring like show and tell. Well, when we're here in Collectible Corner on MixLR.com backslash DT and on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, which is our live our new live feed URL, so you can check that out. Which And I'll, thank you all for checking it out right now. And uh, today I wanted to show you my balls, so I did. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> on air. On no, air. Yes. Show my balls on air. I don't know what the wife's going to think, but okay. <laughs> so, so, John, we just spoke with Rex Culpepper. You sat in studio and listened in. What are your thoughts on uh, on, on what, Rex? What is he, 20, 21? He's, he's, he's a young kid. He's got a couple years left at SU. Just amazing to hear someone that young with that kind of perspective on, on life, you know, and, yeah. and 
you know, we talk we talk about strong individuals and 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 faith getting you through things. And I think the one thing I took away from from his interview is is he has he's very strong in his faith with his family, and yeah, that's that's big when you're when you're dealing with something um, like cancer. You know, it's Absolutely. tough. It's tough for anybody. But when you have that kind of support system, whether it be his family or the university's teammates, coaches, like you mentioned, um, that definitely definitely helps. But you know, it's you know we talk about having a support system, and that's great. Um, but um, you know, you still have to be a strong individual yourself to get to get through that. It's not I've never had to deal with it. Hopefully, I never do. But yeah, I've I've had family and friends who have, and um, yeah, it's tough. And you see what they go through, and you know, it's it. I would imagine there's probably uh, dark moments where you know the thoughts of maybe giving up or you know, yeah. and to to fight through that just shows you the heart and what someone's made of. So yeah, you know. Uh, God bless him, and and it'd be nice to see him doing something he loves. And and yeah. you know, uh, I'm sure when you get that kind of news, you know, all sorts of things go through your mind, obviously. And I'm sure one of them in, in that process was, you know, playing football again. You know, probably not the first thing, obviously, but uh, yeah. it's it's in the mix. And and now he's going to get to do that again, and he's cancer free, and and. I mean, what more can you say? That's just that's great news, you know. Yeah, and you know, and you think about the the big things. I mean, I had my tonsils out at 21, and I was I was freaking out. I'm sitting there like, what if my voice changes? My voice is my livelihood. What am I going to do if my voice sounds higher or lower, or, or it does it doesn't sound like me anymore? And I was freaking out about that, which is you know number 572 to cancer. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's. I can only imagine the things that, that went through his head, but he is. He's such a good guy, and I hope that, you know, he feels that, that genuineness. I hope that that comes through uh, from me to him because I, I do. I mean, I, I care about everybody that's yeah. that's been on the show, but Rex is, he is. He's such a nice well, guy. Yeah, you know? you know, like the saying goes, you want good things to happen to good people. Absolutely. So, so you know, I want good, good things. I mean, when people are bad, I, I want them to. Well, you're, to have you're a, a nicer life. guy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, I'm, I'm not okay. Let me rephrase. I don't want <laughs> bad people to succeed in doing bad things. I want, I want, you know, kind of uh, God's God's way of 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 kind of stopping you. And, and I'm not gonna say I'm gonna make an analogy, but I'm not saying that I want this to happen. But when when Saul, who hated Catholics in the Bible, when God knocked him off the horse and blinded him, and then he became Saint Paul, and he was one of the, you know, biggest supporters of God and, and faith-filled people ever. Uh, that's moment of, I, I want that aha moment with these people that are out there doing bad things. And I mean, listen, if you're somebody out there in society that's ripping on someone for going out and doing what they love, I, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. We were talking about this before, John, is that, you know, I live in a world where I wake up every day, and I love what I do, and I do it to the best of my ability, and I try really hard to do it, and I try to be different, and I put myself out there, and I study a lot, and I talk to as many coaches as I can. I never knew that working hard and working smart and working with God on my side would get me in so much trouble. And I tell people that all the time. I never knew being a, trying to be a good person 
would get me in so much trouble. Yeah, well, you know, I hate to say it, but there's people that wake up every day. They they might be miserable for whatever reason, and they just try to make <laughs> many other people miserable with them. You know, and, and yeah, I think what you said this, this you know earlier today with the the annoying moment is those people are out there. But and and this will sound harsh, but I think you you can't worry about them. You got to you know do you as they say, and and yeah. and you know those people. Some people just never gonna like you, me, you, or or, or other other people too. Yeah. And well, if you, you worry you, about everything, you're never gonna go outside. You can't, you know. And it's funny, you know, listening into you during that that segment. When I was younger, I I was more kind of worried. You know, I think when you're younger, your ego's bigger. I think you worry about, I want this person to like me. I want everyone to like me. Um, and then you get older, or as you get older, you get a little more life experience, and you realize that world really doesn't exist. And, and the sooner the sooner you, you yeah. come to those terms, the more you realize, like, I'm just going to be a good person or try to be a good person. And if, if more people like me than don't, then I guess that's, that's success in itself because there, there's going to be some people you know this just as well as I do. Yeah. It don't matter what you do. There's some people that will just not like you because you're doing something good or something successful and they're jealous of that. Let, let's cut to the chase. And so they'll resent you just on that alone, let's say. So yeah. um, those people, you know, are always going to be in the fold, but you, 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 you can't you know, focus on the good people in your life. Like you said, um, devote your time in, in that direction yeah. and let the others be be what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I like what you said, too. You, you still root for them. You don't, you don't wish them no ill will, um, but you, you, you can't. You put your energy, uh, your good energy towards them. Um, you, you're better off putting that to, to people who, who deserve it more, let's say. Yeah, you know, and and, uh, and my grandmother, you know, 100 and a half in nine days. And it's hard to believe that uh, G-Mama's one year since she's passed yeah. on is going to be this weekend. And it, my grandmother would slap me if I told her I worried about other people. Yeah, you know, it's, t- it's tough. Uh, slap I think I, I told you this uh, probably off off the air, you know. We're similar with with our, or my grandmother. I was raised by my grandmother, so in a sense, Amen. she was yeah. my mother. You know, um, and and she died in, in two thousand two. She was eighty nine, and so we're fifteen years ago. When you you know, I think about her all the time because a lot of who I am today, and, and I'm sure what you and your grandma comes from from them. Yeah. You know, and you know, my grandma. I remember when I was younger. I had a problem in school with somebody, and and I came home. I was probably 10, 11 years old at the time, and I, I told her, and it was a person of a different race, and, you know, I was I was upset, and, you know, it, it was a good moment for her to, to, to let me know, like, John, there's good and bad in, in everybody. Don't yeah. One person doesn't speak for an entire, you know, ethnicity or, or race, and, and you know, there's bad white people, there's bad Spanish people, you know, and there's good of, of you know, take everyone individually. And yeah. learning that early on, because that's an age where that could have went in a whole different direction. And, and yeah. you know, uh, 
so things, you know, it's funny you get older. You know, when you're younger, and you know, whether it's a mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, they, they try to teach you some life stuff. And at the time, you kind of like whatever, or you don't take it in as much. And then when you get older, that light bulb goes off, and you're like, holy smokes, I remember this, you know. Yeah. And she was right, or he was right. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 and then you, as, you know, as a parent or, or whatnot, as a relative, you try to do pass that knowledge on to the younger relatives in, in your family, you yeah. know. Yeah, so, and I feel like, you know, for me, I always say, I had two moms, you know, I have, I have two moms and that's my, my mom and, and my grandma. And I, I spoke to Danforth middle school on the South side, right by SU. And I went in there to, to speak with them and about not being the man, but being a man. And what does it mean to be a good person? And, you know, I said a lot, I, I was in a room of all African-American young men, uh, probably the ages of, I want to say eight to 14 and ironically the same ages that I coached when I was a soccer coach in Pennsylvania. And I was talking to each of the kids and I said to them, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was football player, football player, basketball, football, basketball, football, basketball. Cause it's a, it's a way to get out. Yeah. It's a way to get a lot of money. It's a way, it's yeah. a quick way to protect your family. Yeah. You know, and, and the unfortunate of that and, and I told them this. I said, listen, I want you to chase your dreams. I want you to go after everything you want to go after. But I want you to know that there's other options. I don't want yeah. you to think that those are your only dreams. Yeah, don't don't put your eggs all in one basket. You know, yeah. I coach at the high school level. And like you said, you do not want to crush any kid's dreams. But at the same time, as an adult, as a coach, you, you, you need to be realistic too and let them know that, you know, it's it's a rare thing, um, but go for it. But yeah. you know, this is where also that schoolwork and those grades need to be good too. Because if yeah. you don't make it to the pros or to get a college scholarship for sports, you want to make a life for yourself. And even if you do make to to college in, in in sports, even if you make it to the pros, that stops someday too. And what are you gonna do yeah. when when that's over? So. You know, academics, you know, athletics are great. Uh, it's a big part of my life. Um, but academics is, is, you know, a good coach will stress those uh, highly, okay, because he knows, he or she knows um, that long in the long run, that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, whether, whether you make it or not, there's life after. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so speaking with these kids, you know, I, I said – I want you all to know that I want you to chase your dreams. I want you to go after this, but I don't. I don't want you to think this is the only way out. And so this one kid said, "He goes, I want to be a basketball player." And he was right in front of me. He goes, "Or I think I want to be a broadcaster like you." And then a kid down the ways, he was like, "I want to own my own sneaker." You know, he wanted want to work on sneakers and this that. Then this other guy. Oh, and I'm sorry. He said dirt bike. He said, "I love to be a dirt bike racer." And then this other kid goes, he's like, I want to change my answer. And I said, yeah, buddy, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a designer. And I thought that that was so awesome. And I thanked the kids for that. But there were so many things I learned at Danforth Middle School. Uh, that was one of them was to try and impart that and tell them, you know, that, that we can make it. But I said this to all of these kids inside of this school that are in the middle of what looks like battleground zero you know on the south side 
and not everybody feels safe. And I said to the kids, just by a show of hands, just for me, I got to ask you a question. Who believes in God in the room? Every single kid. Every single kid. Every one of them. Every one of them. And, and there are adults in our society that are trying to take God out of everything. Don't talk about God. God's taboo. Don't say it. Oh my God, no, he doesn't exist. Every single one of those kids who has next to nothing wanted to say, Dan, I believe in God. And then I said to them, I was like, you know what? Being a good person, have your faith. Believe in yourself. Surround yourself with good people. Whether you are the people that you surround yourself with or not, people will automatically think that way. If you surround yourself with gangbangers, they think you're a gangbanger and it's not safe. If you surround yourself with hateful people, people believe that you're a hateful person. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, most people are going to think that you are a duck. So surround yourself with something that you can be proud of and something that pushes you. I surround myself with, I don't have any yes men in my life. I have no yes men, I have no yes women. I have a bunch of people that say to me, Dan, was that the best decision for you to make? Or Dan, stop. Stop being hard on yourself. Stop thinking this way about something and love your life. My wife, if I ask her something that she thinks is stupid and ridiculous and I shouldn't worry about, she ignores it. And I go, did you hear me? And she goes, yeah. Are you going to talk to me about it? No. No. And And so surround yourself with good people. Believe in God. Even if you don't, try. And after all of that, the the crazy thing about this is, I said to them, you want to know what makes you a good man? You want to know what a good man is? A good man knows how to treat a woman. A good man knows how to love. A good man knows how to get down on their knees and pray. A good man knows how to listen. A good man knows how to bring people together and not apart. A good man will never dismantle someone or see someone happy and try and take that away. And above all, and this is a good woman too, but I was speaking to young men, so that's why I said man. And I said, you want to know what made me a good man? Being raised by two absolutely phenomenal women. Okay, I don't say that I'm a good man today because of certain men. I'm a good man today because of G-Mama and my mom, Debbie. That's what made me a good man. That's what made me pick up my underwear off the floor and not tell my wife to clean it. That's what made me wash the dishes. That's what made me say to my wife, you're beautiful, I love you, put my arms around her. That's what made me go and take a ride with her yesterday when we didn't know what to do with our day. What makes a good man is how you treat those around you. That is the only thing that makes you a good or not so good, is how you treat other people, how you treat yourself, having some faith and having some love. So I told these kids, you you don't have to be raised by a guy to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother made me what I am today. And I know she's proud of me. That's 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 all that I need, but I have to do a better job at concentrating on that because I'm not perfect. But, you know, John, I mean, we, we take so much from, from guys like Rex and from your story and my story. And I know that we're here to talk about sports, but the tagline of my show is where sports meets life. And you know what, John, I'm not going to apologize for any of these conversations we have. And, you know, I I I hope you win. I think, you know, (laughs) You can learn a lot sometimes from... Well, and the thing is, if we thing. can help somebody today that's listening or watching, 
that means more to me than talking about LeBron James's statistics. Yeah. You know, and if I was on any other show, I'd get a phone call saying, you know, either good job talking about God if I'm on a certain channel or if I'm on another channel, you know, and I said this, I worked at a radio station that I talked about God freely. Well, I go back and I visit that station, right? And and a little tiny 1% of me goes, what if I came back here? Yeah. And I'm talking to one of my friends there and they said, you know, somebody started talking about God on the radio station and I was like, uh oh, and I shut off the dial and I said, well, I talk about God and they're like, yeah, damn, but that's you. That's your thing. You own your own company. You could do whatever you want. But corporate frowns upon yeah. the mentioning of certain affiliations. And I went, so, the, and then that 1% of me just automatically shifted to 100% that I'm never going back there. Yeah, that's the you thing with, with news and, and what's TV politically station. correct. And yeah, we're, we, we, you have to tiptoe. I know as a, as a consumer, as a listener, as a watcher, as a viewer. Yeah. I want someone to be real. I don't want shtick. I don't want a script. If I wanted a script, I'll watch a, a show that's like that. Right. If that, I want a script, like I'll that. watch a sitcom. Yeah. You know, if it's live stuff with, with, with analysts or broadcasters, give me give me you. Give me the real stuff. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'll watch, a, 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 a like you said, a comedy show or a written show. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want this written. I want it to come from from you i don't want you to have something in front of you telling you what to say because to me you can anyone can really do that as long as you can yeah. at least somewhat articulate you know and, and get past that point but, but you're, you're gonna i mean who you are is going to unfold on the air yeah. it's the reality of it all who you are you know roseanne couldn't hide how she felt okay paula dean couldn't hide how she felt if if you are some and, and, i mean it's anybody if you're racist, if you're a bigot, if you're sexist, if you're a chauvinist pig, it comes out. I have watched news channels where a guy said on the news broadcast to the woman that was his co-host, he said on the air, I thought he didn't know he was on the air. He said on the air, here we go to our next caller. And he's like, he's like, we're about to bring somebody onto the show. Do you think that you can say his name right? Or you could say any name right for that matter? And I'm looking at him like, Every woman's going to want to punch this guy in the face. And the thing is, she handled it like a friggin' champion. She handled it like she was, like, not even, she, like, she didn't even hear anything. But that idiot is still on the air. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, we talk about God, and people tell me, oh, like, you know, you're going to have people running, jumping off cliffs to get away from you, Dan, yet you have people doing that. I would much rather talk about God. And the thing is, if you're going to stop listening to my show because I talk about God, do me a favor. Don't ever listen in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid to it's, say that it's because so, I I'm, can't change I'm, I'm older than you, Dan. I remember watching shows, you know, when I was younger, where they would have different viewpoints on there. And that that yeah. was the beauty of the show was this this civilized debate. Sometimes, yeah, voices may have got raised. Yeah. But the the passion on both sides, whichever one you agreed on. Yeah. You know, and now these shows don't exist. Now the everyone on that stage or everyone on that set has to think alike. Be a what, certain way. When, why did we get to that? You know, and who, who's the judge? Who's the judge that 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 well, side and, and, and of the aisle is, is right for sure? You know, what what about the side that's yeah. not represented? Well, I would there? tell you, I would tell you flat out that I could say, oh, you know, I got my wife Kate. And they would be like, that's great. What is she? And I'd be like, 
Oh, she's she's a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. I don't think that's going to trend well. We're going to do your show, but you're going to have a Mexican wife, and you're going to have an African-American baby that you adopted. Like, you know, it, it's this sick, twisted... You know, you see it in, like, Spider-Man Homecoming. They tried to, like, push it on you. They changed all these characters. This one's Filipino now. This one's African-American. This one's this. Just to appease a crowd, me, and it's me, changing the story. And to me, that does more damage than, than the yeah, good that Yeah, because then I don't know if I got to, the job because of who I am. You're being force-fed it rather than the right. message be sent naturally. I don't want know? affirmative action. I want somebody to get a job on the content of their character. And I will tell you this wholeheartedly. I believe in God. Bring me a Hindu, a Muslim, a Jew, a Buddhist, an agnostic, an atheist, a Baptist, an Episcopalian, and so on and so forth. Put them all in the studio with me, and let's all have a conversation about God. Yeah. Because and, I can and, do that. And years ago, you could have that show. With that. Right, but now but you can't now do anything. You, it's either you do or you don't. Now you can't, and, and, and I don't know why. I don't know why we got to that point, you know... Uh, where, you know, I mean, even going back to the sports realm, you know, I'll say it, you know, ESPN's let people go because of, of their opinion. So what, you know, when did they people... They all have to have the same opinion now. Yeah, unless the opinion's terrible, you know, something racist or something really derogatory, but just supporting a candidate, you know, saying who you like for president or in a, yeah. in a congressional race is reason for dismissal. Well, look I, at Kevin McHale. He came out this week in support of Donald Trump. He was one of the top ten things on Twitter, and now people are calling for his head on a stake. Yeah, I just don't know. But if he supported you know, if he supported Hillary Clinton, nothing would happen. If he yes. supported Bernie Sanders, nothing would happen. But I mean, it, it's crazy to me that it's like I whatever happened to I mean, we we're in the land of the free. So whoever you vote for, imagine if it was like this, right? If you went to Burger King. And not McDonald's. And every time you went to Burger King, there were picketers banging on your car, calling you a hateful person, threatening to kill you because you chose this over that. Now, I understand that I'm dumbing down Democrat and Republican to Burger King and McDonald's, but just go with me on this. How stupid would it be for somebody to go crazy on you because of that? Or if you said, I don't like Wegmans, and so you had people outside your house, egging your house, threatening to rape your children and kill you. I mean, it's... People's decisions are their decisions. You're not hurting anybody by going to a voting booth. You're not hurting anybody by going to whatever restaurant you want to go to or grocery store you want to go to. I mean, it is how you feel. And whether you like LeBron James or not, going to a game and saying that you want to kill him, you hope he dies in a car crash. I mean, I've been to the Carrier Dome where an official is leaving the building and there are people literally praying to God that this guy gets killed on the way home. Yeah, it's crazy. And and it's like for what? Boo them. You know, you know what I mean? If you want you, boo, you can, express you can boo. your express right. your opinion. But in with an opinion is in an cheers, opinion. But, you know, you if know. I said on the show this is who I voted for, or this is my religion, or this is this, and you loved me up to this point and now you hate me, that's sick. Because I would never do that to you. You know, people say to me, I make jokes, because I do on the show, I make jokes about Hillary, I make jokes about Trump, I do Bernie's impression. You know, in all real, I mean, I'm comic relief to the craziness that's going on. Yeah. But the reality of it all is, if you are offended and you're on this side or you're on that side, it's like, you know what, life is not that serious, take a step back 
and realize you're just an unhappy person. And if you boycotted everything you claim to boycott, then you wouldn't eat food, you wouldn't watch TV, you wouldn't listen to anything, you wouldn't read anything. And if you are one of those people that only watches this TV station and only watches or only listens to this or only goes here or only goes there, then you are the hypocrite that you hate. Because you hate people that are narrow-minded that you'll never get to, but you're narrow-minded and nobody's getting to you. You have to be open-minded. I will sit with a Hindu and talk about their religion. Why? Because if for nothing else, I will learn something about somebody else. That, and you respect them as a person. Right. As know? long as they're not going out killing people, why not learn? You know, it's... it's. I don't want to sit with a murderer. You know, we, we not to get super political, you know, we, we you know... That the the leaders like Putin or or you know, yeah, Kim Jong Il, they've killed people who oppose oppose them. Just had people killed. Right. You know we're we're, we're not we're not that. that but yeah, we're doing that by by censorship. If if we don't, we want everyone on this stage or everyone on this show to agree on the exact same thing. So we're not killing people per se. Right. Um. But we're in a sense eliminating them from having a voice so right. other than the death part there's not a whole lot of difference between those two scenarios no and, and, and I, I know that's a bad analogy when someone is losing their life to not being allowed no, but to it's speak. not because it's the first step in that direction yeah and so you it's you know we'll be critical of of those actions by those two world leaders as we should be right. because that's criminal um yeah. but we're in a sense doing that here Without without the death part, we're we're just not giving yeah. equal time, and we're we're shunning people and shutting them out. Well, it's and it's the craziness you know. of saying if you're African American, and someone and you walk into a store and they say we don't serve African Americans, well, that's wrong. But somebody will say, well, if you don't serve Trump supporters, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And it's you can't. You, it's either this or it's not. It's either you serve everybody or you serve nobody. You can't say. Well, I'm only going to serve people who tell me they voted for Hillary. I'm only going to serve people who are black. I'm only going to serve people who are Asian. I'm only going to serve people who are white. It's not fair to say it in any... And, and if you are a person saying, I don't want... I accept everybody and I love everybody unless you are a dot to dot, then then you're a hypocrite. You, yeah. I can't say that I accept all listeners from all backgrounds except these people. I love everybody except these people. You can't say that because it negates everything you said before. It's like what I always tell you. If anybody ever gives you an apology and says, I'm sorry, but walk out of the room because the apology has gone. I'm sorry, but this was your fault. I'm sorry, but, but you made me do it. I have somebody in my family who the, never apologizes. And the only time that they will ever apologize is say, I'm sorry for what you think I did, or I'm sorry for how you took it, or... I'm sorry, but you made me do it. They spin it back. It's not an apology. Just say I'm sorry, period, and give them a hug. But the fact of the matter is, people have opinions. People have beliefs. People have thoughts. You might think that it's nuts. I might think it's crazy to go in the world without God. But you know what? And 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 let me rephrase what I said before when I said I never sit with a murderer. I never sit with a murderer and support the murderer. But I would sit with a murderer and talk about, why did you do it? What pushed you to this way? What made you feel this way? What made you believe that this was okay? Because every single person has a voice. 
and some people are screaming out for help. And if we just write people off, how about millennials, right? Oh, they're a millennial. You know what? John's son's a millennial and John's son is a good kid. But some people say all millennials don't work hard. All millennials don't get it. All millennials are always on their phone. All millennials just want to do is sit at home and make a million dollars and not do anything. But that is not true. Man, Case we... in point, your son, Zach Bowden, that works for me. If you group everybody into one thing. Yeah, why do we wrong. even label like a whole generation? There's right. a million people in that generation. They're not all the you don't get a million people that are the same. So how do you how do you put a tag on them like that? You right. know? That that's crazy. Well, you and, and I are so... we're similar but we're not the same. No, why? And that's you what the what beauty. I mean? That's the there's beauty of, of it. You know, that's the. You know, there's a say, There's a song I like by one of my favorite bands. It's a band called Live, and they do a song yeah. that's called "The Beauty of Gray," and and that's really what the song's about. Is that's the beauty of life. That it's not a black and white world. You know. Yeah. Uh, that we swirl, and and that's the beauty of of. of we gray. live in a world that wants to make us black or white, when the reality is we're all somewhere in that gray yeah, scale. And that's the truth of it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm gonna, again the old man on the porch here. You know, at 45, I don't know why, how that, how that happened, and and it's. I'm sure it wasn't as quick as it seems, but it seemed to happen quick. You know, even myself, Dan, I'll put it out there. You know, I'm a Republican and, and I voted Trump, but I don't agree with every decision he makes. And and while I, I like a lot of things, yeah. you know, that's that's the thing. Why can't you, you know, like, you, you, you know, the other side, sometimes Democrats with, with Obama, Everything he did was great. Why can't you? I can be critical of someone I like. You know, I didn't agree. Right. I like him overall, but I thought he dropped the ball any, there. I don't think any president is perfect. No, there's no such thing. you literally can't please everybody. And the president of the United States is asked by every single group of every single faction to please them. And you're not going to please them. So Donald Trump is never going to be a perfect president. Abraham Lincoln wasn't perfect. George Washington wasn't perfect. I mean, you think about it. People love George Washington, and then other people are like, he was a murderer. He was a killer. He did horrible you know, one, things. One of our greatest so, presidents, JFK, you know, did a lot of uh, great things and obviously was yeah. was killed in office. But some things, if you do your research, right. that kind of tarnished that, that you Bill know. Clinton. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton lied to your face. He lied to your face. And anyone in your life, if your parents lied to you, if your sister, your brother, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, somebody lied to you, you would be so hurt, so distraught, but he lied to your face. What do people say? Well, the guy, well, the economy is okay. Well, like so, here's, you know, here's like, a perfect example perfect. of what I'm, 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 that, that I'm trying to get at is I just, you know, let everyone know I'm a Republican. So I didn't, uh, you know, I have voted for Democrats before as a Republican. I didn't vote for Bill Clinton. Um, yeah. But he actually wasn't, a, uh, you take away some of the extracurricular stuff, he actually was a fairly decent president. So I can say that as a Republican. I don't just say, man, he, he's terrible just because of right. what tag he wears, you know. And we, we've got to get past that, that right. you know, if you're a Democrat when Trump got elected, you already don't care, he's, he's terrible. You hate and, him. And, and, and if in you're a sense, you're rooting against your own country when you get to that right. level. I mean, we if we've done anything in this election, whether you voted for Hillary or Trump or anybody in the primaries, 
or if you voted for Harambe. You know, the, the truth of the matter is we showed in this country how divided, how ugly, how disgusting, and how rude we are when somebody's on the other end of the spectrum. And what did they teach you in kindergarten? That if your favorite color is green and their favorite color, or I'll, I'll do it like this. I'll do a Republican Democrat. If your favorite color is red and Bobby's favorite color is blue, then you don't have any right to slap Bobby, and Bobby has no right to slap mm -hmm. you, nor can Bobby make you change your color or you change Bobby's color. So I learned in kindergarten to be nice and to accept difference. And the older I've gotten, it's you have to accept only one side and one side mm -hmm. only. If you're Republican, you can't vote Democrat. If you're Democrat, you can't vote Republican. You can't, if you're mm -hmm. independent, nobody listens to you. The reality of it all is Republicans are not right on everything. Democrats are not right on everything. And if we've done anything to this country, we have divided it completely in half, which the last time that happened was a civil war, and everybody let mm -hmm. me know how that went. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, you know, we're going back to just the presidency. If, if Hillary would have won, let's say, for example, I wouldn't have rooted against her to be a bad president no, to prove, whoever wins, to prove that to I'm right. right. One person over the country. That you want her you to know, fail. I would want her to truthfully prove me wrong of why I didn't vote for her. I didn't vote for you. You won. Now prove me wrong. Make right. this country the best that it can be. Fix some of the, the issues we're dealing with. Right. I would be rooting for her. I may not have voted for her, per se. Right. But now that she's there, let's go as, a, as an American. What what happened to that? That we don't vote for someone, they win, and we 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 root against them. I mean, to me, that's so. I hate it's strong, but right. it's a borderline anti-American. Or and, it is anti-American. Meeting, meeting hate with hate because Trump has has spread hate speech. People have thrown it right back at him. And I will promise you this, okay? If you're throwing hate at someone who's throwing hate, then they're going to keep throwing hate, which is going to make you throw hate, which is going to be perpetual hate for four years. And this is not what our children need to see. And and it's going to be a thing where they go, well, Trump did it. Well, you did it. Well, I did it. Well, he did it. doesn't matter. Just stop. The This is what we can all agree on as Americans. Healthcare sucks. Okay. Healthcare sucks. As a business owner, it sucks. Okay. That's number one. Healthcare sucks. The fact that people don't feel safe because of the color, the pigmentation of their skin, that sucks too. You know what else sucks? The fact that there's people that live in central and upstate New York and all over this country that are poor and have absolutely nothing and nobody cares. The other thing that sucks is that there's people who are capable of working, don't have any disabilities, and are using the system and taking money away from hard-working hard taxpayers. That sucks too. The other part that sucks is there's some rich people that don't give a damn about anybody, but there's also rich people that do, but every rich person is grouped as being an a-hole, and that mm. sucks too. So there's all of these things that we can agree on need to be better. Whether you're blue, purple, pink, brown, orange, I don't care. I want your child, I want you to be able to birth your child and have the best possible doctors to bring that child out and take care of the mother and take care of the baby and get the baby home safely. I want everybody to have the opportunity to get a great job. I want you to go to college and when you look at your student loans, be able to pay those off because of the wonderful job you got from going to college. I want you to live your dreams. I want you to have a good life. I want you to be able to buy a house. And I don't want you to get a house and have a kid. I don't want people in the world saying things like I've said to my wife before. Well, I really want to have a kid. But I'm terrified that I won't be able to afford that child. 
there are things that we all as Americans agree on, but we spend no time on it because unfortunately, my brothers and sisters in the media are more concerned about making you hate each other than they am about bringing you together. Because if the world came together and the country came together, they would have nothing to talk about. So as a broadcaster, I will always do what is inside of my blood that God gave me to do. It's just funny how the world needs me more now than I ever thought that they would need me. Mm -hmm. Because who I am is who I was always going to be, but I never thought I would be fighting 99.9% .9 of the media that's going to say to you, we hope another black man gets gunned down. Because then we can talk about it, and then we can ask Trump about it, and then we can ask Obama about it, and then we can make it a big ordeal. They don't care about the people that are getting yeah. gunned down. They just care we, about the we've story. We've turned into a society that roots against itself. Yeah, we've and turned think into a about, society that yeah, wants a good story. Think about that. How, how crazy is that when you really boil that down to what it really is? I right. mean, it's just... It's scary, truthfully, if you really think about it. And we have to be bigger than the story. Yeah. And you have to be able to open the door and say hello to your neighbor. There's a guy that went by my house walking his dog, and I'm cutting my front lawn, and he looked at me and he nodded and said hello, and my head went, wow, that was awesome. And then my head said, I don't remember the last time somebody did that. You know, and that's that's the craziness of it all. Be nice to people and understand we're all fighting the same fight. We're trying to make enough money, doing what we love, to take care of those we love, and to live a good life. And we focus so much on all the crap that doesn't matter that it piles up in our lives to the point where we're, we all smell bad and we're all angry. And that's no life to lead. I don't give a damn who you are, Republican, Democrat, Independent, but for goodness sakes, vote for positive change. And when people say they're going to do something, hold them accountable. And if you don't like something, then peacefully do something about it. But violence only begets more violence. Hate only begets more hate. Negativity only begets more negativity. And the way that we're going right now is a prime example of knowing that negativity and pessimism gets you nowhere. It gets you running in a circle. And the fact that we could say, if you listen to CNN, you're Democratic, and if you listen to Fox, you're Republican, no one should be able to say that. That should not be a truth, okay? Dick Vitale will always choose Duke over everything. That doesn't make you a good broadcaster. It makes you the opposite. And I'm not here to rip on Dick. I'm just making an example. Everybody knows he loves Duke, okay? If I think Syracuse is going to lose, born and raised in Syracuse, I will tell you. Okay, I don't think Syracuse's football team is going to go 12-0 anytime soon. And I don't meet that with any hate. I meet that with truth. And you hope you're wrong. And I that. hope, and, I, and again, like you said, prove me wrong. Prove yeah. me wrong. This Syracuse basketball team that people didn't think was going to win eight games proved the whole country wrong. And what did broadcasters do? What did the members of the media do? When they were proved wrong time and time again, they won't get in the tournament. They won't win their playing game. They won't win the round of 64. They won't win in the round of 32. They won't make it to the Sweet 16. All of those talking head idiots at the end of that entire run said, well, they should have never let them in the tournament or else they never would have won a game. They found a way, and that's what our society does now. When we're wrong, we keep spinning it. We keep spinning it, okay? That's all we do, okay? Would you punch a baby in the face? Most people would say no. But there's some people out there that are like, well, the baby deserved it, and here's the reasons. 
sometimes things are just wrong. Sometimes you need to come on the air and say, I was wrong. Joe Theismann, the Super Bowl champion himself and myself, both thought that Cam Newton wouldn't be as good as he is. And Joe and I went on to my show and said together on live radio, Dan, he said, Dan, I was wrong about how I felt. And I said, Joe, I was too. And he said, you know what? We never knew Cam Newton was going to be this good. Yeah. Because you got to admit when you're wrong. And, and, and society does not admit when it's wrong. They will continue to spin the narrative. And that's all it is. It's a story. Okay? If you're over here, you're wrong. If you're over here, you're wrong. We meet in here. And there's truth to that. Because Democrats are not bad people, and Republicans are not bad people, and Catholics are not bad people, and Jews are not bad people. But we see things differently, right? We see the world differently. And the only way to get things right is to say, I'm American. I want to feel safe in my home. I want to feel safe when I go to the movies. I want to feel safe when I'm at a sporting event. I want to feel safe when I'm driving. I want to make enough money to take care of my kids. I want to be able to retire before I'm 87 years old. And I want my health care to cover what it's supposed to say that it covers. Outside of that stuff, you like a hot dog, I like a burger. You like a Cooney, I like a hot dog. You like Burger King, I like McDonald's. Who gives a you-know-what when the real things are taken care of? But because people in the media want to make us hate each other because it sells, it sells, it sells. There's a reason why I don't have a million viewers and they do, but I'm comfortable with the ones I got. It sells. But God forbid I went on the air as a Republican or I went on the air as a Democrat and I said, you know what? You know what, Republican? I'm a Democrat. Do you want your kids to be safe? Oh, geez, I do, Dan. Well, I do too. Holy crap. We agreed on something. Let's take a commercial break and figure out how the hell that happened. It's not that hard to make the world a better place. You just have to be the people that say to this world, enough is enough. You have to say to all of these partial people out there that enough is enough. And if you're in a conversation with somebody who's not going to agree with you, no matter what you say, if you're in a conversation where you go, is punching a baby wrong? And they go, no, then walk away. Because you're not going to change that person. You're not going to affect that person. And we're not trying to change people. Go to people that believe that we should be together. And I can promise you that I've walked into a room of Hillary and Trump supporters. And I've said one thing to both of them. Do you think that either one of them is a perfect person? Well, no, I don't, Dan. Okay, then we agree on something. Now, can we have dinner? Can we have dinner now? Can we break bread together? This world was divided once. This country was divided once brother against brother, and we killed each other. So would you like that to happen again? Or would you like to be on both ends of the aisle and realize that we're seeing the same movie, right? If I go down the left aisle at the theater and you go down the right aisle, we're still watching the same damn screen. Yeah. What do we want that screen to show? Fire and brimstone? Or do we want that screen to show a nice sunny day with grass that's not snowing in yeah, central and upstate I, New York? I just... I don't, I don't, you know, that's the part that's a, a head scratcher is that, you know, how do you, 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 you know, we all live here. We, we need to be in, in, in at least in the, in that instance on the same page rooting right. for us 
as a country to be successful, regardless of who's in in a position of power. What, what did they say? A house against itself. A, a, a house dice, against itself house divided, cannot stand. Or it's a house divided, yeah. like you said. And, yeah, and, a house divided and, cannot stand. You know, regardless, like, you know, I voted for who I voted for. Whether my person won or not, uh, whoever won, I'm going to root for good things to happen because right. they're the leader of our where we live, our country. How to, to think anything other than that is... is I don't even like to think about it. It's it's right. to me it's head scratching. I mean, if you're going to do that, then then move to another country and root against that person. Right. If you hate America so much, then why would you be here? Yeah, I just, you know what I mean. Like just, I I love America. So when so when your candidate doesn't win, and then you're rooting for them to fail to prove your point, right. you're saying your point is worth more than your country. Which and, ultimately will and, affect your home. Man, if that's not egotistical as as an individual, then I don't know what is. When that's... does being right stop trumping being healthy and being having a good well-being? If you need to be right, and, and again, I've met people like this, when being right is the only thing that's important to you, as my mother said, they will be a lonely person someday. Yep. And they're on that track. We'll take a step aside. We'll come back with part two of Collectible Corner this morning on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. John's brought some cards into the building, Newman Sports Cards. We're going to look at them in part two. We thank everybody that tuned into this, and we appreciate you for being a part of this because the reality of it all is we have overcomplicated a simple situation. We all want the same stuff, okay? When push comes to shove, outside of crazy people, we all want the same things. How do we get them? Together. We'll take a step aside. We'll be back in a second. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. 
their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, hanging out with you in studios here with the man that they call John Newman of Newman Sports Cards. Proud to be here in the building with John Newman, and we are here in Collectible Corner, a segment every single Friday on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I've given up. Uh, you know, you talk about changing yourself for the better, and you talk about doing right by yourself. I've given up saying that this segment is 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time <laughs> because it's not. And uh, as you know, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora is on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. You can also pick it up on WakeUpCallDT.com on the homepage every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. However, on Friday we're 9 to noon, 9 to I don't know, 9 to all day every day. So uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, and all jokes aside, you know, I'm happy to extend the show for a good conversation with yeah, you. So. Yeah, you know, like sports goes in overtime sometimes. I guess we're, we're always doing, going in overtime. <laughs> we are always in the extra period. Yeah. So, so John is here hanging out with me. This is called Collectible Corner. You're watching us on Facebook.com backslash live now dt and of course you're on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt listening in to the live stream so we appreciate however you're listening in and we thank you for it john we're going to show some cards you brought some stuff in in the draft the nba draft was was this week it was actually yesterday for those of you that are watching and listening live so with that being said in honor of the draft i brought some you know former syracuse draft pick cards that I'll be unveiling here today that uh, we haven't shown, and, and John's going to show some of his stuff. So, John, what do you got for us first? Yeah, first card, um, I haven't had one of these come in in a long time. I got I got it this week, and older collectors might remember this. This was one of the, the hottest cards back in the day. Um, it's a Mark McGuire 1985 Topps rookie um obviously we all know the the history of mark mcguire yeah. you know the home run chase with sammy and it, it got a lot of people back and then it came out that he was using um performance enhancing substances his kind of star kind of faded um but you know a lot of people don't realize he's still actually in baseball as a coach yeah um and there are a lot of people that are still like this. Still has some, you know, this card's between like twenty and thirty bucks. And there are a lot of people that that are are still, you know, still fairly popular, um, despite some of those, uh, you know, things that he did. So this is a one of those iconic cards. If 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 someone's been in the hobby for a, a, a while, they'll definitely recognize um, this card right here. Okay, so we're gonna show this one. 
Now this is the 1984 United States baseball team with Mark McGuire, first baseman. Take a look at that. So for everybody listening in on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, I suggest that you simulcast on facebook.com backslash live now dt, which is our new name of our live feed. It's facebook.com backslash live now dt. And I remember back in the day, um, I mean, this card was upwards of, of $100. It was a three-figure card. Um, obviously, the, the performance-enhancing stuff put a damper on it, but there, you know, there's a that. lot of people that It's like still, a little kid. Yeah, crazy. That bat looks like it is way too tiny for Mark McGuire. Look at that. Yeah. Mark McGuire. And regardless of, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of people who, who use those substances but you know these guys were still great players now should they be in the hall of fame i don't think so but i mean i it, it's such a gray area talking about gray areas yeah it's such a gray area um because you know some of these guys will still to this day tell you they didn't do something you know and so it's 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 hard, you know. We've we've kind of tried them in in the media in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Um, so you know it is what it is, but you know, the Barry Bond, Barry Bonds was a great player. Like you you could see his his body change when he started doing some stuff. Yeah. But the numbers he put up prior to that were were Hall of Fame as well. So I guess you know it depends. What glasses you look through it, you know. Yeah, I just wish these guys didn't do it, you know, and and we didn't have to have if they didn't have any connection to it and they didn't do it at any point in their career, then we didn't have to think about when they did it and this, that, and the other. I mean, that that the the sadness of it all is we don't know how long they've did it, if they did it for sure, but the fact that it's it's there taints the whole history. If they did it in the last three years where they felt like they weren't strong enough and they weren't this, they weren't that, but everything they had done before that was truly them. It still taints the whole thing. So as they always tell you, if you didn't cheat once, then people don't have to worry about how you cheated, when you cheated, where you cheated, who you cheated with this, that, and the other. I mean, if you do it, then you do it. And that's, you know, that's the unfortunate part of this whole thing is, you know, whenever, you know, A-Rod admits to doing it, but then he gets this mega contract from the Yankees, which makes you think, well, why would he stop? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's it's the same thing. I think, thing. too, I mean, what happened it. with that era in, in baseball, even specifically, was it was kind of a keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Yeah. With the contracts getting astronomical, you know, I'm not excusing their their, their decisions or, or their behaviors, yeah. but I think a lot of the usage that during that time period was other players thinking, if I don't do it, I'm not going to get that big contract. I'm not going to keep up with this player. Maybe my career gets is shorter right. because of that. I'll get caught and replaced by a guy who's hitting 40 home runs to my 18. Well, let's, let's put out it up on this, too. Is like if we're in a situation, you know, we go back to what baseball was after the strike, right? Yeah. So Mark McGuire... And Sammy Sosa's quest to be one-upping one another, that brought so many people back to baseball. Arguably, what baseball is today 
was helped by what they did back then. So they do it allegedly with steroids. They allegedly cheat. Yet, if you don't have that moment, we don't get to where we are today. So something good came out of something bad. Yeah. And then how do you tell that story? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's tough. I think it's one of those. Every Here we talk about difference of opinion. I think it's But the just ends don't justify be, the Yeah, I think that, so. baseball enthusiasts... You know, you talk to two different baseball fans, they'll give you two different yeah. opinions. And, of and I, I love watching Sammy Sosa. It breaks my heart that anything would come from him that wasn't real, you know. Yeah. But it's like you still think about those moments, and I still remember whenever Mark McGuire went up to bat and he hit that ball or Sammy hit it, you would just see. There was pictures throughout. There was flashes of light all throughout the inside. Everyone wanted to get a snapshot of this historical moment that we were living in and after all of that you know it's like you don't really hear much of anything about mark mcguire like you said people forget that he's a coach and you don't hear anything about sammy sosa but in that moment and at that time it was everything to baseball yeah, trans- it was a saving it, grace it, to yeah baseball. it transcended sports too there was people who weren't baseball fans that, would watch. that started to pay attention you know but the end didn't justify yeah. the means so then you can come back a different way. Like you said, you ask two different baseball fans, what do you think about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa? You're going to get at least two different answers. If not, well, I believe Mark did it, but I, because I, I've been there. Well, Mark did it, but Sammy didn't. Yeah. Well, Sammy did it, but couldn't have been as bad with Mark. You know, there's, there's people that are fans of one or the other that want to say, well, I don't want to believe Sammy did it, but I'll believe that Mark did it. Yeah. And then when Mark got questioned, I love his quote, and I'm being very... I'm being very facetious with this. When Mark McGuire said, when he was brought up and he, and he went to the congressional hearing and all that stuff, and they said, did you or did you not use steroids when you were playing baseball? And he leaned into the microphone. Here, let me get the... He leans into the mic and he goes, well, I'm not here to talk about anything that happened before today. I'm here to talk about today. I'm not here to talk about the past. And I was like, Mark, you're severely mistaken. Nobody wants to know what you had for breakfast today. <laughs> they want to know if you took stare. I mean, like, you, you're there. It's To it's- me, I, I remember that, too, and that answer spoke volumes. That's, I mean, Yeah, I that, did it. That's yeah, what it that's said. really what it's. You were better off. He was better off not saying anything. He was better off just, like, invoke. he was better off pushing the mic away and just running. Yeah, like, just running out of the room. evoking his Fifth Amendment right. Yeah, to, I plead the Fifth. But by saying I'm not here to talk about anything today or the past. Like somebody who murdered somebody. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about... If I murdered someone in the past, I can tell you for sure that I, I didn't, didn't murder, murder anybody today. today. It's like, you know, that's that's yeah. a great... That, I, you know, it's gonna, funny. It I think work. some of these celebrities and athletes, I think, you know, I hate to say it like this, they live kind of in their own little world. And in a I don't think they realize, like, how that, what that actual statement is actually saying. Yeah. I think in the moment, they think that's a... Okay, that gets right. me off the hook, but instead it in, it indicts you even even further. If you, you know? if somebody said to me, Dan, have you ever raped somebody? My answer is no. Yep. If I said I'm not going to talk about the past, then even if I didn't, I did. You know, Dan, have you ever done drugs? I'm not here to talk about that today. If you didn't, that's why I tell people all the time. Whether you're sports, anybody in the media, it doesn't matter. Normal person, if you didn't do something, just say you didn't. Do something. Right. Dan, have you ever cheated on your wife? No. 
Dan, have you ever done drugs? No. Dan, have you ever smoked a cigarette? No. Dan, have you ever been drunk? No. Dan, have you ever raped somebody? No. Dan, could you ever do that? No. It's like, they're no, no, no. Like when Lance Armstrong, he screams no, and then we're like, okay, we believe him, but then it ends up, like he was an enigma because it ended up being true. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't get it with people all the time. If you didn't do something, why, why would you leave any flicker of a thought yeah. that you did? Why would you want that on your conscience? But the flip side of it is in the world we live in today, if some ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend goes on Twitter and says, hey, such and such beat me, some random person is going to message you and go, I can't believe you beat that person. Yeah. And there's no truth to it. And that is the sad thing about it well, is we, if you make an accusation we, these days, people believe let's, it. You know, when you're younger, you're raised that uh, you're innocent to proven guilty. But, now you're guilty till proven if, innocent. If, if you live long enough in this, in this, you realize that uh, yeah, you're, you're you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. Right. And so just say no. Yeah. No. Or nothing. You know. Or I mean, nothing. Even even the most ardent McGuire supporter with that statement probably had to say, "Oh boy," you know. I'm not here to talk about what happened in the past. I'm here to talk about today. Well, Mark, nobody knows what you're doing today. And we, I mean, at the time, he wasn't coaching. Right. He was just kind of doing his thing. It's like, Mark, what are we going to... So we brought you to a congressional hearing to ask you what you had for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know... Do you like Fruit Loops or Cheerios? I, I, I don't it's know. Like, I, you know, most of them have legal representation. I don't know what, what those guys are telling them, but... I have no idea. You know, and they're paying for that... that. <laughs> That, very true that advice you know so we um, have the mark mcguire what is this card worth now this one about 20 bucks 25 but you bucks. said it used to be in the hundreds yeah it used to be a hundred dollars used to be in the hundreds and because this man used the microphone improperly it's now worth 20 dollars let's yeah. say 20 20 yeah it's 20 about 20, about 20. Yeah. so that mark mcguire this this sweet sweet face that told america he's not here to talk about the past only the present it's good to live in the present because you can't live in the other. T you know, the funny thing is when people live in the past or they live in the future, the thing that's hilarious and ironic about that is that it's impossible. You can't live behind time and you can't live in front of time unless you have a DeLorean, which none of us do. So Mark McGuire, here is his card. Used to be in the hundreds. Now 20 bucks because of a moment in baseball that brought baseball back, but ultimately diminished this man's light in baseball isn't it funny how he brought the sport back but it affected him yeah it's crazy yep. what else we got all right this card's uh not 20 bucks this is a big one this is a guy who's this generation's basically mickey mantle he's tearing it up i think he's got like 25 home runs and yeah god forbid i i never I, and i don't believe this to be the case you know years down the line we find out he was doing something uh with performance enhancing drug and I don't believe he is. And um, when yeah. you when you you Let's see the that. numbers this guy's putting up, naturally, um, it's just just incredible. He he's, you know, I don't get amazed too much. I, I'm I'm 45. Um, I've seen some great players in all sports over the last 20, 30 years. But what this guy's doing in in you today's day and age, you? this amazed you. That did amaze me. It still amazes me. You can put it over here if you, I got my stuff. No, I'm gonna keep it right here. <laughs> but a uh, piece of Ernie Davis's jersey. Yeah, this crazy. amazed John Newman that, at the that, age of 45. Yeah, but this guy's just putting up, you know, video game numbers in baseball. Yeah. Um, 
I believe he's doing it naturally. You know, I can't, you know, I could say what 90, you know, only, only he knows, but I'm 99% sure he is. And, and the, the, the things he's doing under those terms are just crazy. This is a, uh, a Mike Trout autograph card, number to 25. This is out of product by Tops called Diamond Icons. Yeah. And if you ever go to YouTube and search Diamond Icons and see this product open, it's a high-end product. Um, I think one box costs 1500 bucks. Yeah. has 10 cards in it. So each card, you're literally paying $150 each sight unseen. Okay, so it's a high-end product. I didn't open any of the stuff to to be, you know, completely transparent. I just acquired the card. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, Trout Auto out of the Diamond Icons, number to 25. So Diamond Icons, signature on card, no uh, sticker, uh, on, on card. card. Yep. 19 of 25 made in the world. Mike Trout, right here, it says, Congratulations, you have just received a Diamond Autograph card. Of Mike Trout for 2017 Tops Diamond Icons Baseball. And this is not $20. No, no, it's a lot of $20. It's a, it's a lot of 20s <laughs> yes, put together. Yes, How much yes. is this? It's between $450 and $500. So yeah. an on-card Mike Trout autograph from Diamond Icons made by Tops. So you're looking at at least 400 bones there. Yeah, more usually more. More than that. Yeah. That's a beautiful signature. Yeah, and dare I nice say that it card. looks a little Mike Jor- Michael Jordan-esque. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit of, it looks yeah. like an MJ right there. Yeah, he's got one of those signatures. That and he's one pretty... of those guys that he started to play well. There was a lot of hype, and he's only gotten better. Yeah, he just... He just keeps, like, trending you know, the up. The only thing you know, that's stopping that. this guy, God forbid, is, is injury. You well, know? let's hope he never has and, one. You know, you know what's crazy is him. the year he's having. He's, he's going to win MVP. Look at that. Um, but, you know, about five weeks ago, he was actually struggling. He was batting. I remember he was batting like 210, and now he's like well over 300 like that quick. Which is it awesome. just He had like five home runs. He's batting 210. And what do now, you consider a good batting average? You're a big baseball guy. Uh, 280. 280? 280 is, is to so me a good... So anything above 280 is 280 is a good hitter. What is astronomically phenomenal? Batting average-wise? Yeah, batting average. 330. 330. So 330, 330 and above... If you're, if you're wow. hitting 330 against the pitchers we have in today's game, yeah. you're you're a good hitter, a very good you're, hitter. You're doing it. Not just a good hitter, you're a very good hitter. Okay, um, fair enough. You know, that's why when you look, we, we talked about Jose Altuve uh, a week or two back... Yeah. You know, to see there's a guy that just hits every year and of that size. He's not only hitting in the 300s, talking about being a very good hitter. Yeah. He's also hitting for power, too. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's just, there's certain guys that just you're amazed by or you're just, wow, that's, that's just something else. And he he's one of those guys. Trout's obviously one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah. So Mike yeah. Trout. So we got uh, we got we don't have a ton of time left, but we're gonna. We're gonna I, mean, I got I got like four or five. How many right. do you want to see? Let's uh let's do let's do three more. Okay. We'll save two for next week because I'm gonna show the ones I got to. Okay. So let's do three more. So right. We only got a, we only got a few minutes left here on the okay. show. Okay. So this this is from that living set we talked about. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a few weeks back, Tops makes three new cards a week. There's going to be eternal set. They don't see an ending to it. Yeah. The only way you'll get a guy will have more than one card is only when he changes teams. And this is a guy who's really hot right now, and especially in this area, a lot of Yankee fans. It's Glaber Torres. And what's neat about this card is, besides the whole thing with the living set, it's it's in his rookie year. So it's going to have that rookie So they actually do put the rookie card yeah. there. So this will be. So the be, living set will will have rookies. It, it has already. Yep, and this is just Glaber this Torres one. right here. So besides being out of this eternal set, this will also be a Glaber Torres rookie, and it'll be a Glaber Torres rookie that a Yankee fan or Glaber Torres collector. You can't pull these out of packs. You have to. They have to be the either ordered from facsimile. Yep. So that's a facsimile autograph, even though it's in red, folks. It's not no, a real autograph. No. Just so you know. And the only way you get these living set cards is is from Tops or from someone who got them from Tops. So so I get them from Tops. I order them from Tops, yeah. so someone can, you can buy only them. You can get them from, at Tops.com. Yeah, and, then, and once they're once they're done, they're sold. They're pre-sold for seven days, and they yeah. print. Only as many as ordered. So if it's 14,000... So once they're done, they're done. They're done. And that's it. So the next time Glaber Torres will be in the set, he'd have to be in a different uniform. They'll never make a second Glaber Torres Yankee. Yeah, and it won't be a rookie. No, no. So this so is kind of... Yep. Can so we state is, the fact that he obviously is, you know, got the face of... Come on, man. Yeah, it's... Come fun. on. <laughs> no, some of the, Are you serious? Some of the photos they've used. Come on, wonderful. Ump. That wasn't a strike. Come on, man. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. I, I would get the car just for just for the come on, man face. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's the face. <laughs> really, though? He's That's been, the face. He's been it. smiling a lot lately with how he's playing. Labor Torres. I love yeah. that they have rookie cards. This is cool. Yeah. And so the next two more, but the next one I want to show you. Okay. It's a Corey Seager. He's injured. He's out for the year. And this is some. This is more of a tip for for collectors who may be listening in. Yeah. When a guy goes down um, with an injury, obviously you don't root for something like that. But if you're a, a if you're looking to buy, that's the time. Maybe if you're a fan of that player, unfortunately yeah. you don't want him to get hurt. But that's the time the where card prices you, go down. Yeah, the, the cards will drop, so you may want to. That's the time to buy. So Corey Seager's stuff went down. Um, not too bad playing, just by unfortunate injury. Yeah. So uh, I brought this in. This card at one point was sixty dollars. It's pri- I, I got a price tag that says forty two. It's probably more in the thirty thirty five dollar range now. It's going down because he's hurt. But once he gets better, it, it's it's kind of buy low, sell high. Yeah. So once he gets back to health, you know these cards are going to go up. But it's an interesting thing that Mike said that I've experienced too in buying cards for my collection is that when somebody gets hurt and their season is done and you know you go to you go to buy a card you might look at a $100 card that gets itself down to know, 70 bucks 50 yeah. bucks or something like that and you buy up these players cuz for some reason they get forgotten when they go down i mean Tyler Lydon in his rookie season yeah. his cards i mean i literally bought Tyler Lydon cards within the last i want to say 4 months for a dollar or two dollars a piece, dollar or two bucks you know, on I, card signatures of rookies. So sometimes it's kind of like the stock market. You you pick an opportune time to start buying some of those. And this cards has got a special up. cut to it. Yeah, it's a, a die, die cut. cut. There's only thirty five of these too. Thirty five so. die cut 
a Tools of the Craft Power Autograph card of Corey Seeger. It is a sticker autograph, which means that he signs the sticker and they place the sticker on the card. Yep. And it's still awesome. Corey Seeger, die cut. Drink that in, folks. And understand that this very nice card has gone down in price because of the injury. Yeah, and, so and, and so you're in a good place now to buy up your Corey Seeger cards. And when he starts getting healthy again and, and is out there killing it in baseball, you're going to make sure that you, you know, more, you know, more than likely you can make back your investment in that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like day trading. Yeah. You know, buy when the stock's low and, and knowing that it's probably going to rebound. All right, this one last more. one, right. oh, I'll yeah. save the best for last. I just got this in yesterday. Okay. I, I purchased this. You're gonna. I know you're going to like this card, so I brought it. Okay. I won't even say anything. I'll just, I'll just hand it oh! to you. Oh! Mike's giving this to me. <laughs> Mike, who's Mike? Mike, I hope Mike gives it to you because John's not giving it. <laughs> I was thinking about Michael Mike's, Jordan right here. Yeah. So I was thinking about Michael Jordan right there. So my head went to a different universe. <laughs> I'm losing my mind today, folks. It's okay. So uh, so this is Marquise Lee. It is a Marquise Lee. It's a booklet. Booklet. And there is a Jersey Relic. And then a Nike jersey. piece of the jersey, full piece of the Nike sign. So there's a jersey relic on top. There's the full Nike jersey relic on the bottom. It is a booklet card, which means that it'll fold and comes in. The, it comes to you folded by two Panini. Two. And it's a two, two of two. Meaning there's one more out There's there. one more in the world that's going to look probably just a little bit different. And, you know, this is highly sought after just because of the... The, the, you got that whole Nike swoosh. Some some of these cards that have the Nike yeah. swoosh have like it cut off or halves on so one card. this is card. a booklet where it folds. Right? Yeah, I'll, I can actually take it out of here. You know, I did that before. Mike Sofka, who does fantasy yeah. football, so and John go. Newman, because yeah. because it just... It, well, I did win a fantasy football championship, so... There I, you go. So this is this is one side. This is the other side. And then you open as so, and you see the card itself. Marquise Lee, and, and as you can see here, folks, it's Marquise Lee kind of raised out, got a little 3D feel to the background picture. And then we have a jersey relic that you could feel really nice right here. And then you have the raised Nike stitching jersey piece as well. So there's two pieces of the jersey for Marquise Lee. The full Nike symbol, which, as John was saying, you go out and you look for, and and people buy up these cards and they premium. sell them really high because it's because it's got the full Nike patch. So I mean, this could be practice squad guy A, and the Nike patch they're going to still try and sell this for a pretty penny because of the fact that it's a full Nike patch. Marquise Lee trying to be the number one receiver in Jacksonville right now. The finest logo that the Jaguars have ever had, in my opinion, is on the back. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a Jaguars fan, obviously. Yeah. Everyone, if you've listened to me enough, you know I'm a huge dealer guy. But that is a cool, that is a cool logo. And the funny thing is, I've never seen a two of two before. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm curious to where the other one is and what's on that one. There's mm -hmm. only two in the world. There's only two of these cards in the world, and I am holding I'm, one of them. I'm wondering if the other one, the one of two, has the Jag part of the Jaguars. Uh, logo is, is my guess. And Marquise Lee has been on the show numerous times. And so, shout out Marquise. 
because I've gotten to, you know, be with you face to face and talk with you. So holding a, a piece of the jersey is it has a special meaning to me even more so because you and I have spent time together doing interviews and whatnot for the show. But yeah, this is a nice booklet, a two of two. If I found anything with a Jaguars patch, I'd go nuts. So John Newman has this in studio, and I don't know if he'll have it when he leaves studio. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Yeah, it's kind of a cool card. Um, I just ordered a, I just bought a lot of football cards uh, a couple days ago, and uh, quite a few, you know, I'll have stuff for future episodes, that's for sure. Look at this. And you can buy John and Jordan Newman <laughs> from me for $500 a piece. And we'll sign them as well. <laughs> and you'll sign them. So we do have just a couple minutes left. I want to show these really quick. And shout out to Mike Sofka for his awesome work with fantasy football. And I apologize for saying Mike when I meant John. No, that's all right. I've been called worse than that before. So if you call if you call me Dave, I will punch just, a just, hole. Just don't call me late for dinner. I will punch a hole say. in the wall if you call me Dave. I don't like when people call me Dave. So, so in honor of the NBA draft being yesterday, and in uh, for those of you that are watching live, the draft was on June 21st. So in honor of the NBA draft being recently, and the fact that Syracuse fans could take a no ties, of fresh air because nobody was on the block to be leaving. So in honor of Syracuse getting all their players back and some Syracuse guys getting drafted here, I have a Wes Johnson rookie card that I've never shown. It's a sticker rookie of Wesley Johnson who was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's done pretty well. He's had a pretty good NBA yeah. career. And this is a 41 of 99 in the world. So only 99 of these of these puppies, one of them being in my possession. I will show you the Chris McCullough rookie here in all Syracuse garb, the uh, Paninis. Contender. I'm a fan of Contender. It's just a crisp-looking card. Yeah. I'm um, a fan of Contenders because they colorful. show the colors. I like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm partial to the cards with the white backgrounds, like that is. There's a lot of the Contenders. Kind of the white with the silver or gold foil just pops. So this is Syracuse University's Chris McCullough, who only played 15 games. Say, he didn't wear the S very long. But. So it looks like C.V. McCall, but that is Chris McCullough. Another one I want to show you is an actual draft day one, and this is Johnny Flynn signing a massive signature on card over the draft logo. That's a cool card. I was, I was surprised. Um, I thought he was going to have a better career. Yeah, me too. I thought he He was kind of in the dungeon because he was selected with Ricky Rubio. Yeah. And they were waiting forever for Ricky. So he was like the fill-in point guard. Yeah, they kind of didn't give him a... To me, they didn't give him a fair shake. He was a fill-in guy, which wasn't fair. I'm surprised. He did play in China, though, and I did get to interview him. He he wound up going to the Rockets, too, but he Mm -hmm. he didn't stick there. So this is Johnny Flynn on card. And and these, Johnny, thank you for this, because this is a massive signature where he signed all over. He signed over the Prestige logo, the draft logo. I love it. Uh, this one is one of my favorite players that I've never gotten an interview yet. His his autograph looks like two sails or two shark fins. This is an on-card auto, and he signs really small. It's 165 at 250, but it's an on-card autograph of Hakeem Warwick, who just joined Bayheim's Army. And I think we'll all remember him as the, the guy that blocked that shot. At yeah, the, uh, everybody wants to talk about Carmelo. If Hakeem Warwick didn't block that final shot in the corner, could have been an 81-81 tie going into overtime. 
So we he was a uh, he was really playing with Carmelo. He probably didn't get as much credit yeah. as he deserved, but he he was and he had a pretty long NBA career as well. Yeah. Um. And uh, I thought he was, you know, didn't get enough credit while he was here. He he did a little bit of everything: shot blocking, rebounding, scoring, and just and when kind I, of a well well rounded player. Yeah. What I found is interesting is on the new cards, it'll say. The autograph is guaranteed by and give the company. On these old cards, it says, You have received a card personally autographed by Hakeem Warwick. This trading card was sent to Upper Deck directly from Hakeem Warwick. This certificate expressly warrants the authenticity of the depicted athlete's signature. Enjoy your autograph. And you, you hear stories from time to time that they ha- they'll have a spouse or a relative sometimes sign for yeah. them to get through it quicker. You know, so now some of the latest things is the companies will send a rep to actually wit tops. I guess now send somebody yeah. to witness. The, I just thought it was the, interesting they didn't say this autograph. It says Hakeem multiple yeah, times. Yeah. And the thing about this is Hakeem had to sign two hundred and fifty of these. So you know that's that's like as John said, maybe they have somebody else. But this is an on card auto of Hakeem. I have a bunch of other Hakeem work signatures that all look exactly the same to that. And my final one. And the patch is not a real patch. It's a patch that was made for the card. But the signature is on the patch. And this is the rookie card of a gentleman that I know, that I appreciate, and have also had his father on the show numerous times. And both of them Syracuse alum. And that is Andy Routens. So Andy and Leo. This is Andy Routens' Knicks rookie card patch. And uh, you can you can see this. The patch, it has been created by panini but the autograph is authentic yep called these are called manufactured patches so that is all we have for today for john newman of newman sports cards go buy stuff at ecwid.com backslash store backslash newman sports cards you can also find them on twitter instagram and facebook we appreciate you being here facebook.com backslash live now dt is a live feed john thank you it's mike <laughs> Have a great day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. That's a good way to go out. <laughs>